Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk. Let's talk rookies. Let's talk rookies the entire show. AR-15. Are we like Anthony Richardson as the number one potential overall pick in this 2023 NFL draft class? Uh, as far as quarterbacks go, is he the number one overall player after his pro day, and and literally th- showing more athleticism than we've seen? On you know, we keep seeing this guy impress, 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 and he's just an athletic monster uh, beyond anybody we've ever seen before come out of college at the quarterback position. Doesn't mean he's the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen. Don't take that out of context, but this guy's an absolute monster, and Carolina has to be thinking about him at number one overall after this combine performance. Uh, JSN, we're talking JSN, we're talking Bijan, we're talking Charbonnet, Gibbs, all the wide receivers. We're doing it all live, the Fantasy Football Show. File on in. It begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. We are talking rookies, everything rookies today. I mean, you could call in if you've got some dilemma, but I'm gonna, I'm only gonna let you sidetrack the show so long because I want the focal point to be these rookies. Who do you like? Who don't you like? Who's climbing up your board? We're breaking all that down and more. The phone lines are open. Uh, we're gonna do a quick phone line thing right now we'll open up a panel at the end so if you got a question i'm going to take your question then i'm going to hang up on you i'm going to answer the question while we roll through some of this open phone line panel coming shortly after rants after all that but if you have a quick 20 second question dial in the phone lines right here ar-15 this man goes out and does some some work some serious work in his combine performance just tossing the rock around, slinging it like Cam, like no one else I've, I've seen in a, in a while. Is he the most accurate quarterback? No. Is he a guy that I absolutely... Look Look at this guy right here. Look at this guy right here at his combine, okay? I'm going to show you footage. This is his final play, okay? His final play. He throws this massive missile downfield, okay? No, that's not it. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a bad example. Hold on. Here we go. This is his last play. Uh, actually, this is a good example. If anybody's laughing at that, that hit the roof. That hit the roof. So, yeah, hit the ground. But watch this. He throws this ball and hits the ceiling. Hits the ceiling, bounces to the ground. And, and that's that. So no, no, one, no one think he just overthrew somebody and hit the turf. This right here is the man's last throw. He, he drops back, okay? He drops back. He tosses a missile, an absolute missile. Showing his cannon on the last... That's not the one I'm trying to show. Where is it? I think it's right here. Hold on. I got all this footage of him. I got all this footage of, of AR-15. Let me. It's on my Instagram. I know it's on my Instagram. Hold on. I got to cycle through all these posts here. Uh, I think this is it. Here we go. So, yeah. Okay. So, his final throw. He rolls out. Here it is. Tosses this missile. This is AR-15. Anthony Richardson. 
just um, unbelievable. He's not done yet. The this this monster of a running back's running downfield. What is he a gymnast? What is he a gymnast as well? One of the most athletic players we've seen come out of college ever. And you can argue that if you want. It doesn't mean you're right. You can argue that if you want. But the problem is with your argument is the stats and all the the records that he's broken at the combine. His physical presence. There's there's just there's no one out here that has a bigger cannon than him. His arms is the strongest arm in the draft. So like when someone says, oh, he's a runner, he's a he's a Cam Newton. He's not a Cam Newton. He's got the strongest arm in this draft class. I'm not saying Stroud's arm isn't strong. I'm just saying it's the strongest arm in the draft class. This guy could probably throw 70 plus yards down the field. I mean, he could throw 62, 63 to a wide receiver, you know, relatively accurately. But like just chucking it downfield, who knows how far this guy can actually throw the football. But He's unbelievable. He's hitting the ceiling when he's throwing the football, throwing missiles down the field. He's doing flips. Now, flips and hitting the ceiling, those don't translate to an NFL quarterback. I get the arguments. I get the hate. A lot of people want to hate on him. A lot of people want to say, hey, you know, he's going to be bad. Everybody's enamored by this physicality. But the crazy part about that is no one's trying to say AR-15 is going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. No one's trying to say AR-15 Anthony Richardson's going to be some absolute monster because he hits the ceiling, breaks jumping records at the combine, is a physical specimen. They're saying this is a unique player that was already thought of as being this top three quarterback talent, top three to four quarterback talent, and his combine and all of his performances, his interviews, everything has made everybody say, you know what, this guy might be some putty that we've got to mold and shape, but it's the biggest amount of putty with the most flexibility we've ever seen come out of the draft at the quarterback position. Doesn't mean it's going to work out. Doesn't mean it's going to translate. But this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable physical specimen. And 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 it's so hard to compare him to other 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 quarterbacks saying oh he's Cam Newton or Ron saying Malik Willis. These things are all very very hard to compare when Malik Willis wasn't near the talent this guy was off the field physicality wise, breaking NFL records at the quarterback position. It's it just because Malik was mobile doesn't mean that AR15 is he's even in AR15's like wheelhouse. He's not even in his tier of quarterback potential. Malik Willis didn't have near the upside that the AR15 has. Um, AR-15 could go number one overall. This combine performance could have AR-15 going number one overall after dropping this this little beauty out, out there today. Um, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. If I'm in fantasy football drafting mode right now and rookie only, let's call it super flex, let's call it whatever you want. Regardless, the top guys are gone. I usually, even in Superflex, I'm going JSN if I need a wide receiver and and Bijan's gone. I'm going Bijan number one overall, no matter what the format is. No matter what the format is. If anybody has a short question, you can dial in. I'm going to answer your question, hang up on you. And I want to, my point was his arm is just as strong. Um, I don't know that Malik Willis has just as strong of an arm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's what you mean. I, I, I think AR-15's arm is... Uh, maybe Malik can toss a rock and an inaccurate throw 70 yards. I don't I don't actually remember if he's got that kind of arm. But I'm pretty sure AR-15 can outthrow him. I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I'm a fantasy football owner and I'm not taking Bijan and JSN, those guys are off the board, Charbonnet. I, even in, even in Superflex, I tend to lean that direction unless I've got no quarterback. And then after Bijan, maybe JSN and Bijan, if I need a quarterback, I'm leaning AR-15 in a Superflex. But let's just rule out all the other external options, okay? Let's just say I'm down to quarterbacks. I'm down to quarterbacks, okay? And I'm looking at these guys. And I'm looking at Stroud, who I like. Stroud could become Goff. Stroud could become maybe better than Goff. Maybe Stafford. Like, Stafford's a good quarterback. Stafford was a good quarterback for a while. People forget how good Stafford could be. I think um, I think that AR-15 could either become, you know, a total bust. I, I don't want to say Ryan Leaf because they're totally different quarterbacks, but that kind of, like, you know, attention going high in the draft and completely doing nothing. He could be that. He has more of a likelihood of becoming a bust than Stroud. Just like Stroud has almost zero chance of falling to number three overall. He's like guaranteed to be one or two. Um, AR-15 could be one or he could be number four. <laughs> he could be one, three, or four. It was just such a weird thing. Like his, his range within the top four quarterbacks is just extraordinarily like you know, widespread. He, he's the entire the entire top four. He could go anywhere in there. Stroud can't. Stroud's going one or two. So it's it's crazy because AR-15 could go number one overall. And Stroud's the number one option to not go outside of the top two quarterbacks taken. But I think Stroud Stafford, which is a good quarterback. You're, you're, not, you're not upset, you know, if you get Stroud and he turns into a Stafford. But but you got you got this guy AR fifteen who's got the potential to be Jalen Hurts. He has the potential to be. I'm not calling him Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying to, to bank on that. I'm not saying it's a guarantee of any sort. I'm saying that I don't feel like Stroud's got Jalen Hurts upside. I think he's got top seven to twelve quarterback upside potentially if everything goes well for him. And that's a good quarterback. But like AR fifteen has the potential. Ziggy, show me the front door. Okay. Let's see. I think it's a food delivery. I think Miss Smitty ordered dinner. Yeah. Let's let's hear let's hear this conversation. What is going on here? Somebody's delivering the wrong groceries to our house. Take them, Miss Smitty. Take them. They look good. Those look like heavy bags. Looks like there's a prime rib in that that bag. Ziggy off. All right, we'll let them handle. It. We'll let the we'll let them handle it. The professionals, Miss Smitty's a professional handling this kind of stuff. I I would I would botch it. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, 
It's going to continue, isn't it? The front door activation. That's the one thing about, about my, my alarm system is like any movement, it resets real quickly. I'm glad it does, but it resets real quickly. We're going to have more motion motion going off. Um, AR-15 is probably... This is so tough for me. I love Bryce Young. Bryce Young's my favorite quarterback in this draft class. I think Bryce Young's magical. I think Kyler Murray is an argument for Bryce Young, not an argument against. A lot of people say things like, Smitty, um, Kyler's proving that Bryce Young's not that good. And it's like, that's <laughs> I don't think you've watched football the last handful of years. Kyler Murray, as much as I, uh, as much as I don't like Kyler Murray, um, and we're talking about Bijan in a minute. As much as I don't like Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, as much as I don't like his attitude, as much as much as I think he's a, a piss poor leader. Um, all right, Denny, I'm going to answer. Like I said, I'm going through calls quickly. Denny, Denny, you got 20 seconds, and I hang up because I'm going through some rants here. 20 seconds. What do you got? Quickly, and I'm going to answer it offline. 20 seconds. I don't like AR-15s mechanics. Yeah, he's hitting uh, a little slow. He's a little heavy in the top. His hips little. don't snap right. I I don't. I'm not huge AR-15. Yeah, there are there, there's a I, lot of. I can't see him letting that thing go. I can see him just not making decisions. I can see it. I, I 20 seconds. I need to know what that delivery was and if you uh, and if uh, Miss Minnie got it. I, I need to know. I don't, I, I don't know what the delivery was. It looked like it was groceries, and then my and then my feet cut out cut out. So I don't know. I'm not sure. The the it's probably probably order. She ordered some groceries on top of ordering some food. I I don't know. We'll have to we'll find out when I leave. The studio. Okay. Uh, the, uh, weight, hey, uh, the weight is everything. Call, call back. And we'll talk about this in, in greater length on a panel call. Go ahead and call back, Denny, and I'll, I'll, I'll address right. this right now. Appreciate you. Right. I, I understand I understand where people are coming from. This is a controversial quarterback. This is a, this is not going to – this live stream is not going to change half of the minds in here. This is like one of those topics where I feel like we're probably not going to agree on this topic really ever, like from uh, from a grand scale. It's AR-15. No, it's Stroud. No, it's Bryce Young. No, Bryce Young's too small. Uh, no, it's Levis. Levis is the guy. Don't – doesn't anybody know Levis is just the monster waiting? Like this is a, this is a pretty close quarterback race. Um, and none of them are, are none of them are Jalen Hurts. Let's be honest. None of them are Burrow. But like, if anybody could be, if anybody could potentially climb up and try and be, I I think to me it's. And I haven't got the Bryce Young yet, even though I've alluded, you know alluded to and touched on a few things. I think Bryce Young and AR-15 are the most fantasy potential guys. I think Bryce Young could become, and partly because I think they they run so well. They run so well. They're they're so there's such there's such dynamic rushing threats. If you're talking fantasy, that's a huge huge advantage advantage in fantasy. Um, I'll get to AR-15 in a second. I got a caller here. Hold on, hang tight, caller. AR-15 could run for ten touchdowns his rookie year. He can run for eight to ten touchdowns his rookie year. He has that kind of vibe about him, and he has that that uh, Cam Newton vibe. But he has Ryan Leaf bust potential. I, I mean, there's no way around it. People could say they hate it. Like Danny said, he hates the mechanics. He hates. He thinks he's slow. Well, this guy just did a a backflip as smooth as I've ever seen in my life, and it did look slow. Danny, I'll admit that backflip looked slow. It looked like time was paused while he was smoothly doing that backflip. Uh, such an athletic man. I have no, I have no concerns about him, his release or his the way he's looking. It's going to be about experience. It's going to be about reading defenses. It's going to be about can he pick up the NFL system, which are a lot of those things we don't really know. And even somebody that scouts quarterbacks like I do every single year, I can tell you right now with certainty, 
that none of us truly know anything. Um, we can guess, we can do our best guesswork, but any one of these guys could fail when we're not expecting. Zach Wilson looked really, really, really good coming out of college. Zach Wilson looked really good throwing the football at his pro day. And Zach Wilson completely did not translate and busted, and he's an absolute disaster from 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 head to toe. Um, so, the 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 truth of the matter is, we can project. Even I, I, I admit that I don't know what's going to really happen. All I can tell you is, based on what I'm seeing, AR15 has the most fantasy football upside at, at this moment. I think Bryce Young will once Bryce Young proves that his size is not going to hold him back, and he's elusive, and he's going to make plays, and he's got the the uh, processing power, like you talk about slow, slow, uh, letting the ball go slowly, not sure he's going to process very well AR-15 Denny. I agree there's some of that concern. That's going to be something he's got to defeat. That's the only thing he's really got to defeat because phys- physically he's a specimen. Um, But Bryce Young can process better than anybody, better than Stroud, much better than Stroud. Like you talk to scouts that really know what they're doing and you say, hey, how does how does how does this guy process Bryce Young above everybody else by a mile? By a mile. Stroud, we still need to see it. Stroud played with different talent. It's hard to hard to really assess Stroud's processing ability. When when we have Bryce Young footage, he's processing things, improving it in a hundred thousand different ways. This guy processes like no other in this class. So that's why I'm excited about Bryce Young. And he comes with the mobility. And if he's in the right spot. Bryce Young could be the best quarterback in this draft class from a fantasy football perspective with ease if he falls into the right spot. AR-15, if he falls into the right coaching. he If, if this guy fell in, a, in in Dable's lap, Dable would turn this kid into an absolute monster. He would be the next the next guy like the... He'd be in the fields in Trevor Lawrence tier within a year. Within a year, Dable... If Dable got his hands on this kid, he would turn him into an absolute monster. Where does he go? Where does he go? Will he be in the right hands from a quarterback coaching perspective? I don't know. Uh, caller from the 317, who am I talking to? Uh, it's Robert. Robert, what's up, pal? Oh, I was wondering, uh, why couldn't the Ravens move up uh, to get him, trade off Lamar, and get that high draft pick to get AR-15? Well, number one, the Ravens can't trade Lamar right now. They've franchise tagged him on the non-exclusive on the the non-exclusive tag so if if Lamar signs the tag then they can potentially trade him they can actually trade him on the tag but Lamar is not signing the tag because that limits his options that means he's going back to Baltimore no matter what right now he's he's kind of holding out in a way like not signing your tag is a way to potentially play the the franchise tag free agent market game right but also, guys, there's uh, calls are coming in, and I'm unable to accept it with Rob, Robert. You're, I don't know what it is about some phone lines, and it's not your fault. Don't apologize. But your phone line won't allow me to accept other calls while we're on it. I have no idea why. I'm not sure the correlation behind that sometimes. But So I'm going to get you on and off real quick so I can answer these other calls. But I, I'm just going to okay. say I'm just gonna say that if he got franchise, if he signed his franchise tag, he could be traded. Right now, the Ravens can't trade him. They can't, if they, even uh, if they uh, want to. But... I, I think the, the the Ravens, I mean, it would be smart, bro, to go get AR-15 replace Jamal uh, or Lamar. If you don't believe in Lamar and you want to start over with that type of quarterback, a running quarterback, a dual threat quarterback, this will be a, a smart move for them. Although, I don't know that I want him going there because Lamar just, we just, he just showed us that the Baltimore Ravens can't support him. 
Uh, maybe they change things. Maybe they need to get rid of Lamar, start over. Maybe Munkin's going to be the difference maker. I won't rule out the fact that Munkin could be the one that changes the the entire uh, situation there, and then they, you start supporting your quarterback. You start building around it. It's possible, bro, but it's too, it's a shame that's happening when Lamar's probably leaving. Now, Lamar, part of what Lamar's doing, not signing his franchise tag, is it's control. It's a way of holding out. He's participating in the offer sheet game, but he's also holding out so he can get the right deal from Baltimore. Because think of it about it from Lamar's perspective, and this is what an agent would would know. Maybe Lamar is doing it because of this reason. Maybe he's just being stubborn and it's going to potentially work in his favor or this part of it. But an agent would be like, if you sign this franchise tag, you have no ability to 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 like you have no upper hand over the Ravens right now. The Ravens are be like, here's this offer we could give you to extend you. You sign your tag, you know, whatever. Um, we can start heading down this direction, and here's what the numbers look like. Like right now, he's like, I'm ho- I'm essentially holding out, and the Ravens are like, whatever. But it's creating animosity, you know. It's just the, the yeah. two sides are dividing and dividing and dividing. Hey, uh, I got to grab this one, Robert. Call back during the panel show, okay? All right, thanks. All right, well, or the panel portion of the show. Uh, Matt, you got 30 seconds. Go, Matt. What's up, buddy? I just had a question about Zach Wilson, and then I had a question about Caleb Williams for yeah. uh, next year, too. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson, do you think if uh, – because Josh Allen, his rookie year, looked like dog crap. So, do you think – and Zach Wilson – He's very inaccurate. I see a lot of Josh Allen his rookie year, and Zach. Like I see the correlation a little bit. I'm not comparing the two. Zach Wilson or Josh Allen's a freak because he can. He's like Cam Newton, but can throw the ball. But um, he's like your take on that. Like you said, Timbo. What'd you say? Yeah, AR15 reminds me a lot of that type of player where you're like, this guy's a physical freak. He's a running monster. Even as a rookie, he's going to do well. But. Uh, 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 I would say, what you doing? What are you doing there? You scanning some things? I'm at yeah, I'm uh, I'm at work. Okay, like, man, I'm gonna call this guy. Yeah. Let's see, I heard uh, Zach Wilson comment. He gets a lot of hate, man. But I just feel like he don't uh, have like. I feel like if he had somebody like Dayball or like kind of, I'm a big maybe, fan maybe, of Dayball. I think maybe, what he did was go maybe, ahead. Maybe Dayball, but like past that man, he's set up to fail. He's set up to fail, bro. Yeah. He's set up. Yeah, he hey, uh, go go ahead and mute yourself real quickly till we till we till we till. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Just because that beep inside it sounds like you're uh, it's so loud. Uh, no problem. No problem. But I'll say I'll say this. I'll say Zach Wilson doesn't have the vibe of Josh Allen coming out of his rookie year. Josh Allen was an absolute monster. I thought he was a top one to five quarterback entering his rookie year. I thought he was a top one to five quarterback exiting his rookie year. Um, I felt. The I felt the 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 ability that he had. I don't I don't get that sense with Zach Wilson at all. Zach Wilson's a dumpster fire, and I feel like um, I feel like in New York it's not going to change. Just like Trey Lance is not going to do well in San Francisco for the long term. It just it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because there's too much going against both players. And I don't know that Zach Wilson's got it in him to develop. He'd have to literally go to New York. And play with Dable, like you said, for me to be like, oh, there's maybe a shot that this guy does develop. Because it's easy to forget how good he looked at his combine. It's easy to forget how good he looked at his pro day. Rather. I mean, he looked phenomenal. He looked he looked phenomenal. People can pretend that he they never liked Zach Wilson and they didn't think he had upside. He did. He had a lot of upside. But that that's... Throw, that throw that he had, like, across the body and threw it, it looked like, man, he threw it. You know, that, like the video that blew up of him. It did. That dude, I was like, all right, this dude's gonna be a monster. And then he, I don't know what happened, man. Like, 
I feel like he if he stays in New York well, at, at the Jets, he's not going to he, – He'll be a backup. Yeah, at, yeah, no. At, at best. And you lose when you're when you're not young. There's something about players when they're when you come out of college and you're the top of the top, right? You're you're yeah. you're the you're the big dog. You're 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 above everybody else on a, a developmental level. And so when you go into the pros, it puts you in like a, a an advantage of growth, like a, a short growth opportunity, and you can keep it. You can keep like springboarding off of that. But like Trey Lance, like Zach Wilson, when you go into the NFL with that edge over all these other players and you sit too long or you're not developed properly, that edge goes away. Like you're 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 no you're no better than the the mediocre talent at your position at a certain point. And you know, this is similar to when a player like holds out or suspended. Like look at Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon was literally on the track of being the top one to five wide receiver in the National Football League. But when you miss too much time and you get pulled out from that, you lose that edge. He can't really come back and just carry on where he was. This is what's a little concerning about Calvin Ridley. He's on that. He's teeter tottering on that. That does he have too much time in between when he was great and when he had that edge over everybody? So like, I'm not Same saying. With Lance. Yeah, Lance is. Lance is. If you look at how many games he's played, like he missed a year that college. He had one year. 2020. And then he missed it. 2020. Then he didn't play. 2021. 2022. Yeah. And he hasn't played a game. He hasn't played football in like. You know what I mean? He's t- he's talked about very much like, um, like people talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. in a way. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I, yeah, I, we're gonna get a lot of hype behind both. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. for the position, Marvin Harrison Jr. is above everybody. Like he's the like if oh, you're yeah. drafting one point one right now in a rookie draft for twenty twenty four, you're almost already able to send in your number one overall pick and put it on a little card, fold it in, mail it to your. Your commissioner date stamp it and tell him to announce it, you know, right away. Like that's how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is. But, but yeah, to, to go to answer the question real quick about Zach Wilson and uh, I, I don't, I don't think Zach Wilson recovers personally, but that's my guess. And if he went to Dable in New York, then we could reassess that. I think AR fifteen reminds me a lot of Josh Allen more than like any other player because I feel like he's. He's scrutinized for things that he can improve upon. You know, what What are the intangibles that a quarterback comes in that can't be improved upon? You know, decision-making, we'll find out on that. Like, when you're on the field and you're processing and you can't process fast, you're going to you're gonna fold in the NFL like a chair. And, and that's what makes um, Bryce Young have an advantage over all the other quarterbacks, over Stroud, over AR-15, over, over especially Levis. Levis is good, but he... He processes like Brett Favre. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, know he's a you know, boy, man. We're huge you know, on him down here. Like, yeah. He that, turned, like, people people are forget how bad Kentucky was. Like, you take him off that team, we yeah. maybe win three games. It, it, like, when we I, play against that uh, South Carolina game, dude, and we had we didn't, we couldn't move the ball past like the 50. Yeah. Like, it was it was bad. I mean, it, it was horrible. And when I say but, when I say processes like Brett Favre, I don't mean that in a negative way. I, I, I mean that in a, like, he, he does things that you're not – you're not sure, like, 
Brett Favre made decisions where you're like, wow, you know, like, why'd he do that? You know, but he's doing it because yeah. he's a cowboy, you know, like he, he, and it's, it ended up being a really good thing for Brett Favre's career. But when you see a yeah, quarterback, you bomb, you die bomb. Just, yeah, yeah, when you see a quarterback that, that rises and dies by that, that, that instinct to, to make questionable decisions and, and, and he does make questionable decisions, but like, can you, can you oh. take that and say, Hey, let's assess why you did that. And why do you think that didn't go well? And can you learn from that and still be a cowboy, but start honing in on your ability to pick and choose when to do those cowboy like things like that? That's what, that's what it comes down to for Levis. But I, I fully believe, I fully believe the AR-15 is capable. For, if we're talking fantasy, and right now we're talking fantasy and NFL, so I got to jump back and forth and make sure everybody knows what I'm saying. But from a fantasy football perspective, AR-15 holds the easiest entry level upside. Even if he's got no wide receivers, let's say he goes to Carolina, and, and Carolina's been doing pretty well trying to surround whoever they draft with talent. But they're not. It's not some amazing, amazing wide receiver room. It's not some amazing. It, they got Thielen. Adam look, Thielen it, said they was. He said they was going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I yeah. love the confidence, but I'm like, yeah. Come on, man. But but believe. but like he's got decent enough weapons. You put AR15 Anthony Richardson in this offense, he'll probably rush for eight to seven, at least seven to eight touchdowns, potential ten touchdowns as a rookie. He's he's a monster. He's a monster. He's going to walk into the end zone three or four times untouched and he's going to probably score another, you know, f- four or five times like on the goal line. I could just see it now because this is the kind of offense that maybe does trickle down the field and not close out the the play. You think, I, I, you think they want to go through that? Like again, though, like kind of like go after that same like style of QB, like Carolina, like kind of like with Cam, you think they want to run that back or you think they're going after Shroud? The vibe I'm getting is Stroud. Josh McCown himself, the quarterback's coach for the Carolina Panthers, said, hey, you know, everybody knows this by now, but he said, hey, after the combine, or I'm sorry, after his pro day, he, like, grabbed him. Oh, yeah. He, you know, had his hand on his shoulder. And he's like, hey, when you buy a house in Carolina, well, yeah. you know, when you live here, when you live here, we'll play horse or whatever. And it was like, was that planted? Was that smoke screen planted? Was that him... Uh, being inexperienced. Do you think he knows? Do you think he actually knows? Like, no. McCown, do you think they would tell McCown? I mean, McCown's going to have a big... I'm sure he... He's going to have probably... Yeah, I'm sure he has an idea. I'm sure he has a big say, but I don't know that the quarterback coach gets to pick the quarterback. It's a very rare yeah. uh, power that's given to a per Like, if he was that powerful, they'd have him as the offensive coordinator or something. Like, the quarterback's coach... Yeah. He's... A, I think it's more like a, he's trying to be a coach. He's not trying to be a, a a boss or or a um you know magician with the media or whatever. I think he's trying to be a motivational dude. He's a quarterback coach, not an offensive coordinator. So he's like slap you on the rear end, you know. We'll see you at the top, young man. Motivational. Like and I appreciate that about McCown, but I don't think McCown had the sign off ability to literally say we're drafting you. I it was a lot of people are gonna yeah, hold on one second there, uh caller from the eight five seven. Just hang tight real quick. Um, I, but but I think that's very telling that McCown said that, right? It's very telling. I think Stroud is the consensus number one overall quarterback, but AR-15 didn't have his pro day yet, and AR-15 was so impressive. That football hitting the ceiling, 
I don't know if he really planned that. But if he did, he's a genius. He's a genius <laughs> because that was the yeah. best inco- that was the best incompletion we've ever seen at a combine. <laughs> Um, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll see. It's going to be a great debate, bro. And it won't end. When we have landing spots, it won't end there. Because if, let's say, AR-15 goes to Carolina, which is, in a crafty sense, the best location for AR-15 because they've got an amazing, you know, staff, uh, the line. the Obviously, they're doing very well building around whoever they pull in to be competitive right away. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but they're certainly going to have a nice little squad for developmental reasons. To have Thielen and and this crew, uh, Sanders. I mean, this is a nice little nice little offense to step right into. It's actually pretty a pretty legit little offense. They've done some, yeah. They've done some like people was hating on them for how much they gave up like to the Bears. Like man, they got some pieces, and I, I'm actually excited to see. It. Yeah, uh, hang tight, real quick, Matt. Um, caller from the eight five seven. You're you're live. Hey, what's going on, Smitty? Who's this? Um, my name's Steven. I've been watching your show for over a year now and uh, didn't have the courage to call in until today. Well, let's give you a... Hold on. This We'll call you new... Uh, courageous Steven. Uh, <laughs> I uh, just wasn't sure what to ask, but I have an idea now. Yeah, yeah Courageous Steven. Let's give Courageous Steven a round of applause for calling the first time. <laughs> Way to go, Steven. Steven. Steven, what can I do for you? Yes. Okay, so I'm in a couple leagues where I was kind of at a perpetual rebuild, but have made a couple uh, trades uh, and am trying to compete now. Uh, I know you're talking rookies right now, so I'm going to ask you about these rookie picks. In one league, I have the 2.1 in a 10-team league start uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, start 12. And then in another league, I have the 1.9 start 11. What was and the first pick? Wondering, what like, was the first pick? Is the one two point what? Sorry, one point one point what? What were the two picks? Two point one and one point nine. One okay. is start 12. One is start 11. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if would you just sit and wait to see who falls to you at the 1.9, uh, and kind of uh, what ideas would you have to try to move up from? into like a top five pick with the 109 or 2.1 in a 10-team league. Just kind of need a gauge of how to get into that top five. Hmm. What, what is, what's your team look like? Read it off real quickly. Okay, in one league I have Mahomes as quarterback, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott running back, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, George Pickens for wide receivers, tight end Pat Firenuth, flexes Dotson, Stevenson, Shark, and I also have Justin Fields, Carson Wentz on the bench, Marquise Brown, DeAndre Carter, Kadarius Tony, and Shiggy on the bench as well. Yeah, I and mean, then so I have the two point one. So start with those bench guys. Like, is this a one QB league? Uh, Superflex. Wait, so you have, name your quarterbacks again? You got Fields on the bench, and who else? Mahomes, Fields, Lawrence, Wentz. And, okay, uh, so Field, Ryan, Fields is not on your. I would put Fields in over Trevor Lawrence, but they're very, very close and very arguable. But I think Fields is Fields yeah. is going as the third drafted quarterback. So I think the consensus out there is that Fields should be in your lineup and Lawrence should be on your bench. But regardless, you have the ability to to shop one of those guys, and it's never it's never easy to send when you've got that kind of quarterback domination going. It's hard to like why yeah. give it up, but at the same time, if you're literally benching. 
you know, Trevor Lawrence, I, w- I would rather use that draft capital. But did you get like first or second last year? Uh, yeah, I actually came in third. I I didn't do too well uh, against certain teams in the playoffs. And it was probably my one shot I was going for the championship in that week. I think, I think you're, you've got, kind of carried me. you got a winning team, bro. So, like, uh, would I trade would I trade Trevor Lawrence for Bijan? Absolutely. In your situation. Yeah. And, would, would and you is that, that trade? Yeah. And, the, and if you do a, a, a dynasty startup super, super flex, like Trevor Lawrence might go ahead of Bijan. So, like, I don't think that that's an unrealistic ask either to be like, here's Trevor Lawrence. Give me the 1.1. And then you keep the 1.9, you keep the 2.1. And then what I probably do with those picks is I try and trade the 1.9 and 2.1 for a little move up because you're deep enough to where it's it's more about getting like the big name player. Like if you could get Charbonnet or Gibbs or uh, Addison or, you know, a, a wide receiver like that, Flowers, by moving this 1.9 up. And you probably could get Flowers there anyway in a super flex, but... I mean, maybe yeah, even Flowers may, is one person I'm going for. Yeah, I definitely. mean, you, you might get him at 1.9, but I I'd certainly trade the 1.9 and 2.1 to get like a 1.4, 1.5. That's where I'd start. You also have Nkankwo on the bench. You said right, so there's Correct. a player you could potentially move, or if you really like him, you could you could move Friermuth in a pick and try and get into the 1.2, 1.3 territory. Um, if you came out of this like getting rid of your bench players and you turn the 1.9, 2.1, and Trevor Lawrence into the 1.2 and 1.1, you might as well just walk straight to the bank. So, uh, I never thought about that. I work. I was on, just trying to shop them one at a time. I w- no, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying you are shopping them one at a time. But I'm I'm trying to go get that that 1.2 using your extra tight end potentially, and and the and the two picks. So get go get the 1.2. And then get the one point one using Trevor Lawrence. I would try both of those. Um, push came to shove. If I had to give up Trevor Lawrence in the two point one or Trevor Lawrence in the one point nine to get Bijan, I probably would still do that. Even though technically speaking, you, you still should... do that. I would. Well, I would. I I'm really deep at quarterback, so that honestly yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I want Bijan that bad if I've already got Mahomes and Fields, bro. You know, I'm not saying yeah. there's not advantages to having three QBs like you do, but you fell short. And quarterbacks wasn't the reason. So no. if, I, if I'm you, I look other, for that l- that little edge and you roll with Fields who's going to ball out, bro. You're not going to want to have to decide between Trevor Lawrence and Fields anyway. Um, and then maybe you draft with your draft I, pick. I made that mistake a lot of times last year where I'd start Mahomes. I mean, I'd start Lawrence over Fields and then Fields had yeah. like 150 rushing yards. I hated that. You got a winning team, bro. Keep keep building it. Um, hang tight if you want to hang on the panel here. Courageous, Steven. Um, or someone well, said, I, do, I do have to go. Uh, okay. I'm at work, but I just wanted to try to get a call in real quick. But uh, I'll definitely be watching your show and calling you in the future. So yeah, we got a we got a, a, a super Steven. Maybe we'll change it to super Steven. Super Steven. I like that one. Okay, uh, Steven, right. appreciate cool. you. Call it anytime. You're you're saved in the phone system. So when you dial in, I'll see super Steven come across, and I'll be like, that's super Steven. We got to answer that. All right, later, pal. Appreciate you. All right, thanks, Smitty. All right, uh, I'm Good sorry one. about yeah. I'm sorry about the super chats, guys. Uh, Grim, the Grim Reacher. Let's get this going. Smash that like button. Uh, Dan, are you still here? I appreciate you dropping that super chat. Sorry about the delay on, on seeing it. Russian collusion, $10 hauler. To the moon. All $10 haulers send uh, send you to the moon with a moonshot. Collusion says, gotta love this show. People subscribe only if you want to win fantasy championships. Let's start with this. Appreciate you, collusion. Absolute monster. You're just a monster is all you are. 
Um, great question by Matt. Uh, what else you got, Matt? Anything AR-15 related, Matt? Uh, no, not really. I just think uh, how many games he's played, man. I just I think people are big on him. And I, I, I don't see it, me personally. I know he's an athlete. But for, people said the same thing about Lamar, but I guess we'll just see, man. First in the building, Ron, JC, I am they tonight, Matt. Lamar wasn't swaggy. Much of anything. He came in and he balled out. I think it just matters where he goes. If he goes to a team where, you know, he doesn't, he's not going to get the support. He's not going to have a team that kind of sculpts their franchise around him. He well, fail. And I well, think that because he's a. Okay, let's let's look at it then, because right right in front of us, we kind of know what's going to happen. Other than that, Cardinal number three overall pick, and who's going to trade it into that spot to maybe take AR fifteen? We know that AR fifteen is going to the Colts, the Texans, the Panthers, or some unknown team. So, do we feel like the Texans are going to do a, a bad job surrounding them with talent? I do not. Texans Casario is doing amazing things in Houston. Fantastic DM, getting rid of Deshaun Watson on one of the best trades ever known known to man. Um, the uh, Damian Pierce um, drafting the the fact that they have this 12 pick to help support the two. So very, very strongly, I think this team will consider drafting a wide receiver at 12 to go along with their quarterback. So I feel like 12s are, are the Texans are a good spot for AR-15. Carolina is doing great. Offensive line coach, very good team, very good core for, for him to go to. The Colts, I, I kind of like AR-15 in Indianapolis. I think, you know, they, they definitely crapped the bed at times last year, but Led JT injured all year. Like, that's their best player. Like, you take the best player off any team, it's going to crumble. You take the head coach off. You try and do some kind of uh, patchwork coach coaching uh, uh, replacement situation, which was fun. We all had fun with it, but it didn't work. Uh, this is a good core. And Seattle, Seattle's rumored to be looking at AR-15, which would be very strange and awkward if they take him with G- Gino getting that new deal. But... They're, they went to go watch, you know, they're, they're clearly making a statement by watching AR-15. And I don't I don't know, they, maybe they do jump into the AR-15 game if he's sitting there. I mean, I would, I would, I would. If I'm Pete Carroll, I would. I, there's no way I wouldn't consider it. But you do think if they believe in Geno, which they gave him a big enough contract, you'd think they believe in him, that you'd want to support Geno and that, that team with that number five overall pick. Such a good, uh, important you know, piece you could add to this team. And if you just waste it on a backup and not improve the actual starting lineup, if you're assuming Geno starts, and you've got to assume that, obviously. So I don't know if he'll actually end up going to Seattle. But those are all to cover our bases. I don't think there's, I think there's almost a, a zero chance he falls to four, let alone five. And every single situation, but this unknown Cardinals pick that's going to get traded away to somebody we don't know, those are all great landing spots. So, like, he will be supported from what we can tell. I think like. Danny, I think his name is Danny. The, one of the same thing about uh, AR-15 going to the, uh, the Ravens, I know it would be kind of, they can't trade him right now, but if they can make that work, kind of get Lamar gone and still get a, a QB that plays to hit Lamar's game and get him as a cheap, um, like that on that rookie deal, I think it'd be a big move for the Ravens. I don't know how they'd make that work, like Panthers, but... I, appre- Man, I, what, be, I, I appreciate I, like I appreciate that and and I can understand it but I just fear that you know unless they change their way whoops unless they change their ways how are they going to support them they, they can't support Lamar they're going to support yeah. a younger more inexperienced well, they, they got Nelson Nelson Aguilar to see that that's a huge pickup <laughs> it was almost like a like a 
a shot like at Lamar or Hedges. We're getting some help. You know what I mean? Like, like come on, man. Nelson gotta, Aguilar? Nelson I Aguilar? <laughs> I don't know what... I, I don't know why they do that. Did like, you just use the word huge? Make... Did you just use the word huge and Nelson, Nelson Aguilar in the same sentence? No, I was being, no, I was being sarcastic. Okay, thank God. <laughs> thank God, bro. I was about, no. I was about, I was about to hang up on you, Matt. Uh, hang tight, Matt. Hang tight. Please I want, do, I want man. you to stand up as long as you can stay on, Matt. If you got to hang up or whatever, hang up. But I'll keep you on the. No, you're good, man. I'm, I'm chilling uh, at work, man. Cortez, Jonathan, you are on. Uh, I would say the clock. You're live. What's up, Smitty? Actually, Jonathan, let's put you on the clock. You're the Carolina Panthers today. You're it's one point one. You got four seconds. Who are you drafting at quarterback? Go. Man, AR fifteen. That's what I would do. Boom. And and, and I don't say no that lie. because I don't like the other quarterbacks. I just think I just think it's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna be exciting. AR fifteen. Okay. Something there's just something about AR fifteen that is just I don't know, it's like different. He just mm-hmm. he's built different. I mean, he killed the combine. I mean, he broke killed it. You know, I mean he made you know, all these other quarterbacks look like babies compared to his size and his numbers. I mean, I think that I think that guy is special, man. Um I'm personally a Falcons fan and you know, like I'm really excited, you know, to see what Ritter's all about. I think he's a sleeper, honestly. But if we didn't have Ritter, I mean, even if we traded away Ritter to get AR-15, I would be one happy-ass fan. Yeah. Because I feel like the city of Atlanta just needs, like, that spark. And I feel like that's why us Falcons fans, you know, we wanted Lamar so bad because, you know, this is a wonderful city. You know, like, we have the Braves, you know, killing it. You know, we got the Georgia Bulldogs you know, championed out, you know, we have Atlanta United, you know, uh, the soccer team, you know, they've all won championships and the Falcons are just sitting there, you know, playing with their thumbs, you know, and I'm a season ticket holder, you know, bro, and the Falcons, it's, it's sad, bro. Falcons sad should be, shit, you know, the Falcons should be ashamed of themselves, Jonathan, uh, to be honest with you, to, yeah, to, to just, be for Arthur blank to say the, to frame what he said, the way he framed it, like um, Watson and and uh, and Lamar, two different situations. Of course they are. Like like if if you're gonna yep. be, if you're gonna actually still like stamp off on that Watson was a better situation than Lamar is right now. Like you, if you're gonna literally double down on the fact that you tried almost to get him at a crazy cost and he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done what Lamar could do, and to literally look at Lamar and not see the potential of surrounding Lamar with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Tyler Algier, you know, an exciting, you know, new new movement back to the Michael Vick days. Like, what what is wrong with well, the I'm Falcons? Gonna you, I'm gonna a, tell you the I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the real reason why that is, bro. The real reason why we wanted Watson and we pursued Watson as much as we did is the fact that a He's a Georgia boy. You know, he actually went to the high school right next to where I live, which I live in Gainesville, Georgia, which is in Atlanta. And uh, dude buddy went to Gainesville High. He played quarterback in Gainesville. He's like a hero here. I mean, there's even a, a road that's named Watson here in Gainesville. Uh, so I think that just has a lot to do with the whole, like, mentality of the homegrown 
type thing. But yeah, and but that that can only bro, that can only that can only go so far. Like that that can only you know. Oh, I plant. agree. But no, I I know, but I'm just saying, agree, like bro. I don't know that that's fully the re- like that sounds like a very very uh, oh no, I'm not light that's answer the only reason. But I think that yeah. I think that just has a little bit of you know. I mean, Watson was also the ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, back when he was a young little buck. Uh, I think he was like a senior <laughs> whenever he played for Gainesville. Um, went from so the ball like went from the ball boy to a head. went from the ball boy to a towel boy, just in in the snap of a finger. Um, but hey, hey, real quickly, I mean, yeah, I, I hear you. But but circling back to Atlantic to kind of stay a little bit on topic here, and we got a ten dollar holler from from Denny. Denny dropping a ten dollar holler. Denny, appreciate you to the moon. To the moon, Denny. Um, I, I I still believe though that at the end of the day the Falcons are dropping the ball to the one thousandth degree by not going and pursuing a quarterback that yeah maybe he does struggle to stay healthy maybe that's his one uh, cross to bear and we've got to see if he can stay healthy but what is your alternative like if you believe in Ritter so be it. I don't necessarily believe in him to that level. Do I think he could be competent enough to make George, uh, to make Kyle Pitts and 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 Drake London top, you know, ten players at their position? Or Kyle Pitts top five, Drake London top ten? Yeah, I do. I think he's competent enough. What I've seen, I actually don't mind Ritter. He's pretty decent. But you have the opportunity to turn this Falcons team into a contender the moment you bring Lamar in. And I believe with the offensive weaponry you guys have in place, if it's your team or not, I'm not sure. Then, then Atlanta, Atlanta is going to keep Lamar healthy. Atlanta, Lamar could run 135 times a season or 140 times a season instead of 200. He's running 200 times a season. Every you know, people say you can't predict injury. That running quarterbacks are more likely to get injured than than other quarterbacks. That's the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard in my life. You run the ball more, you're more susceptible to injury. Josh Allen, running quarterback, injured last year. Uh, 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 Trey Lance, running quarterback, injured. Fields, running quarterback, injured. Every running quarterback was injured last year. Lamar Jackson, running quarterback, injured. Like, running is a problem at some point when you run as much as all these guys. That's why my dynasty rankings, I have Mahomes and Burrow ranked ahead of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts because they run less, although Joe Burrow's becoming an absolute running monster. Right now. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to uh, remember. But, but uh, good good, good topics. Uh, Jonathan, Matt, I, I'm sorry. Honestly, one thing I was going to say is that if, if Lamar ever did come to Atlanta, I can pretty much guarantee that his injury history would be significantly lower because we actually have a roster, you know, offensively. Like, man, Kyle Pitts in London, like, to the freaking moon with those. 100%. Because, you know, him being in Baltimore, it's just they're just asking so much of him. You know, all they have weapon-wise is just Andrews. And, you know, you double-team Andrews, and then you take away the whole offense. You know, the running backs, they hurt all the time. You know, I mean, the only running back they really have is Lamar. I mean, that's why he he has the injury history he does have. It's just, you know, I am a big Falcon fan, and it's just sad to see that, you know, we were so aggressive 
you know, to get him. Because I feel like, you know, if we had Lamar, I mean, we're automatically, you know, a playoff team. Hell, even a Super Bowl contender team because our defense is stepping up. We did really good off free agency. You know, our our D-line is a lot better. Our offensive line was actually top 10, surprisingly. I mean... It's just, it sucks, bro. Yeah, I hear, I hear you, uh, Denny. Denny, we're gonna do quick questions on this panel, so uh, you can stay on, right. you can stay on the line, but hit me with another question, and then I'm gonna get on. I haven't even gotten to JSN Bijan Charbonnet, so we, we got to keep the show rolling. But you could st- okay. So, go. so, so AR15, you still on AR15, and you were, but you, he does a backflip. And you just like, yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, he does a. He's not even throwing. He does a back. Danny, he does a back backflip. Score points in fantasy football, Denny. If you do a backflip, you 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 raise up the board. Is that like it, uh, it's, ten it's, points? On? It's yeah, extra ten Wait. point bonus for backflipping. Look, Denny, it, it's it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's as simple as I can't believe you you dishing this guy off. Number one, Denny. You know, I, you know who I like? Denny, Denny, hold on. Number one. What? I've made it very abundantly clear that he's got Ryan Leaf bus potential. Like no one's running from that. No, no one that likes AR15 is running from the idea that this guy has more red flags. He's a little bit more of a risk, but he is a fantasy football goldmine. This guy is going to score ten rushing, eight to ten rushing touchdowns if he gets installed in an he's offense. He's never going to have the chance to do it. How is that? Because he's not. He, he, he's not. Uh, he, he doesn't have the money. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, that's that's what people said about Jalen Hurts. That's what people said about about a lot of quarterbacks. So, I, oh, hey, I jumped on Jalen Hurts. So, I jumped on Jalen Hurts a long time ago well, when he was on the a, West. A, a, a lot of a, a lot of pe- a lot of people are just assuming the negatives for. I don't know what it is. It feels like the foot in the door phenomenon to me. To be honest with you, Denny. Like, this guy could go out there and continue to impress you. You're not even talking about his accuracy at his pro day. Like, you're just coming in saying this guy even, this no, guy can't connect. Pro day and he was throwing ducks. I can throw better spirals than he can. And he's, the, the moment, I'm telling you. He's throwing ducks. I'm watching you know, him right you, now, bro. He's throwing missiles. What are you talking about? What are you talking about throwing ducks? Not to mention. Is that what you call missile? Yeah. I do. Throwing 64 yards down the field. Hey, throwing 64 yards down the field to a wide receiver running a go route is throwing a missile, Denny. Like, he's throwing missiles. He hit the ceiling with one of his missiles. Uh, this, this do you know how low that ceiling is? It's it's Florida State. They have the lowest ceiling. They haven't re-upped the place. I already know about that. I know, I know you know a lot more about I'm just, I love that you told me to get off, but you're still on AR-15. Smitty, uh, I love you. I, I, I absolutely love you. Here's where I'm going to, here's what I'm going to say to everyone, all right? Here's a quarterback, maybe he's under your radar, all right? He's from Fresno State, and his name is Jake Rayner. And this kid can throw some dimes. He throws dots, and he has an excellent um, wide receiver. Have you looked at him? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to draft capital, oh, too, though. Shut me off. It, comes, it comes down to draft capital, too. Like, if, if a guy's not going to get drafted to start, or if a guy's going to get drafted at the tail end, unless you're Brock Purdy. And if you're gonna get drafted at the tail end of a draft, like where is he gonna project to go? That's gonna, Mr. That, Mr. Irrelevant. That's gonna depend on whether a team's gonna have a, a high investment in him. So, 
It, it depends on where the guys go. Like, like he, he could, he could, could he, could, he, could, what's, uh, uh, what's this guy, what's that guy's name? Matt, Stre- uh, uh, J- St- Jake Rayner? No, 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 the other, uh, 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 Stedson Bennett. I like him a lot, but he's a, he's a guy that could potentially, I don't know, he could potentially be something special, but if he falls very late, then there's a less likelihood of it. Because the further you fall, the more the li- li- the two national championships right there. Yeah, I I right like there. Stetson Bennett. I think Stetson Bennett is at least the fourth the fourth or the fifth quarterback in this this uh, fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, fifth quarterback. I'd say Levis is ahead of him, but but I think if I had to draft somebody, Hen and Hooker is pretty good. I, past those guys, I don't know that anybody Stetson Bennett, Hen and Hooker, Levis like past those guys. I don't know anybody's going to walk into a really great situation to become a starter at the NFL level. But you never know. All it takes is one injury. Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. These things happen all the time, and that's the one thing about. The hey, co- I don't remember Tom Brady doing backflips. Yeah, that's the, true. Uh, pro that's day. true. He he uh, he didn't. Back- and and another thing. Uh, and another thing. You also were the guy that wants Cam Newton to start for the uh, 49ers this year. I'm starting to see, uh, you know, you, you think these big guys can just you gotta you gotta throw dots before you bash it through the line. You can't just have. Why don't the 49ers just use uh, part, part, Christian McCaffrey part, part of me, for the quarterback? Part of me right? thinks you didn't you didn't watch that live stream fully, the way you're talking about it, Denny. I don't think you watched the show. Because this is what I, well, I actually I this is what I actually that. said. This is what I actually said. Someone's gonna come in here, and Denny, this is you right now. Run their mouth saying that Smitty thinks that Cam <laughs> the guy. that All Cam right, Newton fine. should be, be the, the starter for the San Francisco 49ers. Not what I said. I said I would rather have Cam you Newton. Should. I'd rather have Cam Newton and trade Trey Lance away if I'm gonna destroy Trey Lance anyway and put Cam Newton in as my third quarterback. I- and then, and maybe, Smitty, he, maybe already, he's, but maybe I he starts a couple games. I know ga- where you're coming okay. from, Smitty. But, but I Denny, know exactly if Cam Newton starts that. a couple games, you don't think Cam Newton's going to be able to facilitate better than Josh Johnson, better than any other options they have? Sam Darnold? Should Cam Newton's better than Sam Darnold? In the world Cam Newton's better than Sam Darnold? How about snap? How about throwing dots? Whatever what, what happened to that, you know? I don't know. All right, Danny, hold on, hold on, hang tight. Um, uh, mute if you can, um, and then we'll we'll come back to you throughout the panel. I'll, Let me see. Any, I'll mute. Smitty, any cha- you know I love you. Any chance Tyler Algier makes a satellite man list? He could, Matt. It's thank you for the super chat. He certainly could, but I think uh, I think we need to escape the NFL draft before we get to you know any point where we can like start anointing him to be uh, an actor. Algier's uh, the truth. All right, uh, Denny, uh, mute, I mute, hit the mute button, Denny. <laughs> Denny, hit the mute. Hold on, hit, hold on, Prime. Hit the, okay, I'll mute it. Hit the mute hold button. Prime, you're my boy. Okay, uh, Eagles need to right, play. I'm sorry, Snake. All right. Last last chance there, Denny. All, of all right. Denny, you're gone. Right, Denny, you're gone. Uh, Eagles need. Denny, you can call back in 10 minutes. You're in timeout. Eagles need to play two QBs at once and get Lamar. Uh, I don't know about that one. All right, pre- appreciate you uh, dialing in, Denny. We'll get we'll get back to you in a second. Let's move on. So, so AR fifteen, we're going to continue to have a mixed bag. I I totally predict half of the people watching hate him, and no matter what he does, they'll refuse to accept any sort of progress. Or oh yeah, he did look good there. Actually, you know, I'm starting to change my mind. He's not going to change anyone's mind. You're against him. You're against him. It's it's just the way I think that's gonna that vibe is going to be. 
And the same thing with some of the Stroud haters. Like, I, I can admit that a lot of people don't want to see Stroud's improvements, and they just continue to say, I don't know why I don't like Stroud. Come, you know, system guy uh, uh, had too many weapons. A lot of people are going to hold on to that, too. Similar to Fields. Like, uh, a lot of that was said about Fields. You never translate. Ohio State had, you know, had these weapons. And now look at Fields. Like, so you got to consider all those things on both sides of that. Stroud's really good. Stroud could be, like I said, Stafford-level quarterback. That, or Goff. The, 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 those, from a fantasy perspective, those guys have played at the 6-7 to seven overall fantasy football level. So not knocking Stroud at all. But I think AR-15 just gets so much hate when he's a... a uh, it's like putty, and, and it just it, it just depends on what coach gets them and how they mold them. But I, I really like the upside, the physical talents through the roof. Fantasy football wise, score eight to ten touchdowns as a rookie. It's crazy to think on the ground. Uh, JSN is impressing me more and more every single day. JSN did amazing things at the college level while Garrett Wilson and and Alave were both on the roster. At, at the both in the lineup, when they were both in the lineup with JSN, JSN had his what was it sixteen hundred yard record breaking season. Um, to do that with those monsters as alongside of you, to have Garrett Wilson call you the best wide receiver he's ever seen or played with, these are all very very good things. And this guy comes out, comes into the the, the combine uh, and his pro day touted as probably the best route runner in the class he goes out and smashes the cone drill doesn't run the 40 gets a lot of flack for that a lot of people say he's slow he goes out and, and runs a four four uh eight to four five two four five three with with you know some hand timers people ripping on that but to improve upon his speed the one weakness that everybody kind of had for him and turn that into not not even a a, a mediocre number like a strength 448, 449, 45 flat. That is actually fast. It's not a burner, but it is fast for a wide receiver that runs precision routes like this guy. Cooper Cup like wide receiver with 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 actually, I would say, a, a good, some good wheels on him now. And that's impressive considering that I don't think he ran close to a 448, you know, months and months ago. So I'm real impressed with this this kid. And and I think he's got a lot of upside. I still like Zay Flowers from a physical perspective and watching film pre-NFL draft, pre-all the, the buzz and, and rumors and news out there uh, that, that obviously influence rankings and influence where you think guys are going to go. We're not hearing a lot of teams buzz about Flowers, even though he had a really good combine. I think he came out looking impressive. But the vibe and the buzz isn't necessarily supporting the narrative we were hoping was going to be painted about him. And so he's feeling like he's dropping to the third, fourth, maybe fourth, fifth, but third, fourth wide receiver taken on draft day. And, um, you know, that's going to potentially put him in maybe a lesser situation. Draft capital's lower, all that stuff. You know, so Flowers has that potential to be a monster surprise. Anywhere in the first round will be good value, but, but where does he go? Where does he go? JSN's looking like the safer option of all the wide receivers in terms of translating at the next level, but Zay Flowers is quietly still my dark horse. Um, we'll get to Bijan in a second. Let's get to these other phone callers. Yellow Boy's been on hold for a long time. Yellow Boy, what's up, pal? And then I got uh, Ron Navy and Corey uh, next. So let's go to Yellow Boy. What's up, Smitty? What's up, man? I ain't making no noise. I'm just sitting here relaxing. 
I uh, see the players you got up on the screen, and I really wanted to ask you about a, a couple of other players, though, that wasn't, you know, I didn't want to get off topic or nothing, man. Uh, what you think about Kareem Hunt and uh, the Chicago Bears backfield? Have you heard any updates on Kareem Hunt and the Chicago Bears backfield? What you, what, what you think on that this season? Um, I, he's the biggest threat right now to reign all over some running backs parade. Like he's the only, the only like big name free agent rookie running back left, and some might call him wash. Some might say he's not a threat, but I think he is. I think he is. I think the reason he hasn't signed is because, but no, but no update. Right, no update. He's the reason he's signing last no, no is update, because so. he's almost like you know when you you apply for a job and someone says you're overqualified. Like that's kind of why Cream Hunt hasn't got his job. You know, it's like it's like he probably wants too much money. Right, teams right. Are, are probably expecting they have to pay him a little more. I, I think if Cream Hunt landed in Chicago, that would be a phenomenal um, opportunity for him. I think he'd grab that job. I think he'd be he'd be the starter there. I, I am still very very uh, hopeful that the, the Bears consider drafting Bijan at number nine overall or JSN, one of the two picks to help support Fields and the offense. But um, another couple of locations that could be interesting. I think. Um, Man, it's it, it's tough because they're kind of drying up. Let's see if I can go to my running back free agent board that I had here. I don't know how updated this is now. I think I updated it pretty well. So we've got uh, we've got Cincinnati that still needs an RB potentially, and I think if they signed Hunt and got rid of Mixon, it would be it would be uh, who knows what height Cream Hunt could climb to value wise in fantasy. Uh, Philadelphia is intriguing to me. Um, I'm not a big penny believer. So Chicago, Cincy, Philly, there's not a lot of spots left. So that's why I say this could be a, a he could rain on someone's parade and land somewhere like Houston. You know, I know they got Singletary. I know they got um, Damian Pierce, but I'm just trying to give an example of a player that we love and we're like all of a sudden cream hunts there. You know, uh, Atlanta, um, then like Algier is, is, you know, his parade has been rained on. I could see him going somewhere like... Uh, Tampa Bay, I could see him going somewhere like Denver, you know, because they're worried about Javante. And then that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. You know, like, what do we do with Javante at that point? Because Kareem Hunt's a threat. He's a big threat. Wherever he goes, he's going to threaten whoever's starting if he's not the, the lone starter Straight by the up. contract. Good question, though. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, I ain't going to uh, hold up the line, Smitty. Thanks, man. Yeah, you can hang tight if you want to. If you want to jump back in and out of the topics, just hang tight right there. Corey. You're live, uh, right. and, then, and then Ron Navy was next. Qu- quick, Corey. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So, um, JSN, um, I was I w- I didn't give Garrett Wilson enough credit last year, and me, me, me I'm really starting to like JSN. Um, I think is he the fastest? No, but he can still what he he can still do what he does great, and he's going to get open in the NFL. So, um, I think he's the best of the wide receivers. I'm not sold on anybody else at this point for the number one receiver. So um, I'm I'm like you. I'm getting more and more um, about JSN. So just wanted to say that. Yeah, he. I mean, he he's just he's been his trajectory has been going that way. It's not been going down. It's not been going level. It's been nothing but like goodness the entire way. He's learning, learning more, getting faster. Proving all the things we we thought we would know about him or learn about him, he's proving them right. Like he hasn't dropped the ball anywhere. Um, uh, pardon the pun, 
But like he he he's just he's just an impressive guy, just an impressive player. And the compliments he gets, like from Garrett Wilson and players that you know, you really really, you know, f- you should feel like there there's some weight behind that when Garrett Wilson says he's the best receiver he's played with ever. You know, and and to do what he did that 1600 plus record breaking season. Um, with both of those wide receivers, Alave and Garrett Wilson, in the lineup, that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable yeah. like feat to to do to deliver that kind there of production. Go. He's just he's just a this is a guy that's gonna be a quarterback's best friend, man. This is a guy that could yep. be two Cooper Cup targeted. You know, this is Cooper Cup kind of targets. He he's gonna uh, you're gonna lock on him as long as he goes to the right quarterback situation, which he may not. But I kind of feel like uh, Houston would be stupid not to draft him alongside of their their rookie quarterback they take at two and take JSN at 12. Um, The Bears would be ridiculously stupid to pass on him here if they decide they're going to go Kareem Hunt or whatever at running back, a second-round running back. You could get Charbonnet. What if the Bears trade up even and get Charbonnet? What if the the Bears come away with Jackson Smith and Jigba and Charbonnet? It's it's going to be a very similar like the Bears crushed this off season and draft like the Jets crushed it the Sauce Gardner year you know like that that's how good this Bears organization is approaching this off season and if they draft JSN and Charbonnet good lord this is my I've got my Super Bowl picks in I have this team going to the NFC Championship and I'm dropping future uh, picks on the Bears. This is how uh, this is how Cincinnati Bengal I feel about the Bears this year, and I think people will get on board. And remember, people were more you're an, you're an idiot. This is absolute stupid prediction. They're more negative to my Bengal prediction, their rising year, than people are to my Bear prediction. Like my Bear predict- predictions, I feel like people are saying it's a little bold, but at least people kind of see it maybe developing. So I don't care, but the Bears are are my team that I'm predicting to absolutely explode and just completely take the NFL by storm, just by storm. Well, what's ironic is the Lions did such a good job last year getting a good team, and now the Bears are doing the same thing, and they're in the same division. And my God, the way it's going, the the Lions and the Bears are going to be um, first and second over the the Packers and Vikings. And I'm oh yeah, a huge fan of Vikings. yeah. I do believe they'll be first and second. I think the Vikings will they'll they'll do well during the regular season like they always do, but the Lions are division winning capable. Um the the Bears I think are not only division winning capable, but they're conference winning capable. I really are. I, I'm doing a bunch of futures on on the Bears and the Bengals. The Bears and the Chiefs. The Bears on on who's showing in the Super Bowl on a parlay. Um Corey, hang tight, real quick. I'm sleeping on uh, NFC North, Schmitty. Um, yeah. I think I'm sleeping on the Packers for the NFC North too. Jordan Love, that boy's gonna be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's a the, here, here's what I've said about that division, bro. Is it's the most well-rounded division in the NFL because it, it's not like you have the mm-hmm. the best, the top top team or the top two teams. Like there are divisions that have two better teams. Like look at look at the look at the Bills, uh, the Dolphins. And the Jets, like that's a really good division. But then you have the Patriots, who could be great too if they got Lamar. And then you start looking at that being comparable. But the the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, the Vikings, like those are all like neck and neck. It's going to be a straight up 
biggest dogfight division race in, in football. Like, you can't discredit the Vikings to being a potential division winner. Mm-hmm. You can't discredit the Lions. You can't discredit... you. Any one of these teams could win. It could be a one-game, like, race where there's, like, ties involved. Like, who beat who? And, like, that's how close <laughs> this could be. It's a well-rounded division. Super, super electric division. Right up. Uh, hold on. Let's go to Ron Navy real quick. Yellow boy, hang tight. Corey, hang tight. Ron Navy, you're up. Hey, Smitty. What's up? Hey, here's my thing. Is, um, you know, we're talking about uh, AR-15, but um, and JSN. What is JSN, Garrett, Wilson, and um, um, Alave all have in common? Quarterback. The number one quarterback in the NFL draft. Yep. Not the number two, not the number three, the number one quarterback in the NFL draft. And if you follow history, look at who played with Burrow in LSU. So you translate these receivers that are going to the NFL having great success, look at who their quarterbacks were in college, and look at the quarterbacks step up when they get to the pros. Well, Same type of thing. I will Brown, say I will say a lot of people <laughs> – going to blow two of them already proven and you got a third one going and and with burrow you had two of them that are in the nfl that are the top two wide receivers in the nfl and then you got joe burrow yeah but some people will some people will argue that as a negative though i'm not saying it necessarily is i don't really buy into the if you're an ohio state quarterback you don't translate at the nfl level look at fields but it was a thing. It was a thing where it's like, here are all these receivers. The quarterback's not translating. The receivers translate. Like, there's an argument against what you're saying. But I also feel like I don't care about history to that degree. I care about each individual player. And and I've, and I've said, I, I think Stroud could be could be 6 to 12 capable at the NFL level. He could be. He's very, very much the safest quarterback in in the group. He's the safest to become Stafford. But are you is somebody willing to take the risk that this guy turns into Ryan Leaf or becomes the next maybe Jalen Hurts or the guy right below that? I mean, I, I get both arguments and I, I totally understand Straub believers. I, I just think most Straub believers don't even see AR fifteen as a an option. And that's the only part where I, I think I go in and defend AR fifteen more than really I, I, I look, I'm a Bryce Young guy. I want Bryce Young over all these guys, but but this is such an exciting fantasy prospect, though. Like Stroud, yeah, from an NFL up. perspective, I think he's the safest guy. He probably is the safest guy. Bryce from from, from uh, a team that puts out garbage quarterbacks. But Alabama he, does not put out NFL quality quarterbacks, and the only one that they did had to go to Oklahoma to play, and that was Hurst. But you could also Alabama, say Ohio State. You could also say Ohio State doesn't translate until Fields and like sure they're. They sure they do. You, a, you can use Fields all day long, but it's not Fields' fault that he got drafted to Chicago and went through. Three, I like Fields. I like Fields. Stuff. I'm using Fields as a good example. I'm I'm saying that a lot of people have made that claim. I'm not saying I do, Ron. I'm saying a lot of people have made that claim about Ohio State quarterbacks. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't care about historical. Ohio State doesn't produce this or. Or Bryce Young can't produce because his team doesn't. I could care less about any of those things. I'm a I'm a case by case uh, uh, type of of guy. And when I look at Bryce Young, I see something special. I don't care where he goes to school. Um, when I look, when you look at like someone like Randy Moss, 
comes from a small school. Who cares what school he came? Like, if somebody pops out a certain way, I believe in them. I, I, I ride that train. I could care less where they come from. Look at Christian Watson. Everybody wants to rip on Trey Lance small school. Christian Watson and Trey Lance played together. Same school, North Dakota State. Uh, Watson's a monster. And he shouldn't be based on the way people talk about, it comes from a small school, bad competition. I I really didn't care. You what? Alabama is known for their defensive players and their running backs. And that's basically what they're known for. For, for producing in the NFL as far as quality. You have to kind of look at, at the schools, maybe not the smaller schools, because you're always going to have outliers in smaller schools. But the big programs, you have to look at what talent they are sending on a, on a normal basis to the NFL and how that talent is performing. Now, yes, there are variables, but usually the, 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 the position – they're pretty consistent on what they what they uh, generate out into the NFL. They're all pretty consistent. You know, you got certain big big teams that send out wicked wide receivers. Some of them send out wicked quarterbacks. Some of them send out wicked running backs. I mean, on a consistent basis. And that's what all I'm saying. Is, yeah, but I know, is, I, I know. But what I'm saying is, most people will use that as a negative. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying Stroud's gonna. I'm just saying most people use that as a negative toward like Ohio State quarterbacks, for example, they're good because they always have a system and these awesome wide receivers, and that's why they do good and they don't always translate. But I, like I said, I don't care. I don't care about that because Fields is translating. None of it matters to me. I, I, I love, I love Bryce Young for his skill set and his magic and things that you can't measure. I like AR15 for his raw physicality and ability to, I think, walk into an offense and run for 8 to 10 fantasy football rushing touchdowns because that's what we're essentially looking at at the end of the day, right? From an NFL perspective, I still think he's going to be smooth. I think he's going to have... I think where he goes is really crucial. Like, if he went to Carolina with good coaching, then I think he would probably thrive there right away. If he went to Houston, I like Houston a lot, the way they're building. I don't know if the offense is going to be as uh, capable of translating his game quite as fast but we'll have to see i do uh, i do like it if they take jsn if they take jsn or quentin johnson i mean you give you give ar-15 a a guy that needs to work on his accuracy everyone says or his prove his processing speed which i agree with that i think we got to see that that's part of why he could be a bust there's a potential bust in, in ar-15 for sure if he can't process the nfl game at the nfl level fast then he's gonna fail but if you give him quentin johnson a very very big wingspan uh, target on the field, like <laughs> that would be amazing for him. So I, I don't know. It depends where he goes. Um, Bryce Young, I know everybody hates his size, but a guy's that guy processes better than everybody in this draft class by far. And they're 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 definitely smarter minds than me to evaluate the actual mechanics of quarterbacks that have scouted and said this guy's processing ability is just off the charts. His ability to process the situation, get out of this, get out of that extend to play um they all have they all have qualities and even levis levis has got a cannon and he's got that brett Favre grit mentality that you don't know if you're going to be able to rein in or not you know that's his decision making is questionable so it's like all four of these quarterbacks have a lot of upside even hen hooker hen hooker didn't get injured and tear his acl he would be in the levis category for sure so they're all we could argue left and right about all these guys, but the honest truth is maybe one of them translates. Um, they don't feel like 
They're a group of Joe Burrows. I think one of them could be in the Trevor Lawrence category for sure. I, I really do believe one could. Just like I think these wide receivers probably won't translate like everybody wants them to. There's probably one um, Drake London type level player in this class. Maybe two if we're lucky landing spot wise with Flowers and JSN or but or Addison. But they all there's so many like this draft class. I think we have really high expectations based on last year, and I, I hope we aren't disappointed. We very much could be, but uh, well, for me, I think Stroud Stroud is the is is going to be the guy that that is like Burrow, uh, and and I think the rest fall on deaf ears. I think the rest try and they don't make it. I, that's how I feel about it. But here's something else, really quick is uh, Heating was in the chat, and he was saying that most of the Moon Men last year bust. Do you have time to bring up the Moon Men, and let's see who actually did bust? Because I'm like, no, they didn't. Most of them actually did really well. And um, so he was uh, saying that they most of them busted. Shame on you, Heating. All right, hold on. <laughs> let me find the yearbook. And I, I told him back, I said, well, it sounds like he had a depth problem there because I grabbed Moon Men, and even though there were some injuries, key injuries, um, still, I had the depth, and I was able to overcome those injuries, and the Moon Men did great for me. I mean, Look, you're talking we, we, about Walker, you're talking about Lamb. Yeah, wa- about... Walker, I mean, Walker ETN won, won leagues for people of, where you drafted him. Hall was on his way to winning leagues. Javante was on his way to, to I think, becoming what we, we thought he'd become. He didn't. But Hertz was an absolute doubted monster. AJ Brown was doubted by a lot of people, and a lot of people are going to remember that different because memories are cloudy. Um, St. Brown was an absolute weapon. Lamb exploded. Joe Burrow. I mean, I don't know what what more you want from a bold prediction list heating. I think you should take a lap. Yeah. Right. I, I don't. Right. At that. I don't. Who he drafted, but he was he was like in there saying my team like didn't it did good at the first half. And then I think he had, he must have had uh, Hall, and he must have had uh, Javante. Actually, actually, you know what? The yearbook isn't even fully the Moon Men list. Oh, because you missed Schultz, too. Schultz was on yeah. there. He came in at the end the of the year. Man. He did really good. And um, you had uh, uh, a the couple other players man. on there. Dropping Here's, the ri- the- Here's the original. Here's the original Moon Man list. I found, this, I found the, the screen. So Javante, Damian Pierce, um, and and we, there was an X over him because something happened at the end of the year or whatever. We're just checking off like things. But uh, St. Brown, ETN, Lamb, um, we had Khalil Herbert and Trey at the bottom with X's on him. But Khalil Herbert, I mean, if if the Bears don't bring in an RB, maybe he's back on the Moon Man list or at least the Satellite Man list. Tony Pollard exploded. Rashad White was pretty effective given where you got him. But yeah, I mean this li- this list was I don't know more, what more you could want from a bold prediction list. Yeah, I remember I was not I voiced my opinion about I was not high on Pierce last year, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Uh Ryan with the super chat says using that nickname is quite insensitive after this week's events. What is I don't know what someone said. What nickname? Oh, we're talking about AR15. That's his nickname, bro. What am I supposed oh. to do? Take his nickname away? Um, he throwing the ball. He throwing bullets. You yeah, know, I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah. I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Say, I'm no longer calling him by his 
very widely accepted nickname. I refuse. Like, what am I supposed to do? But I appreciate your super chat. And I, okay, I'm, yeah, Smitty. I'm gonna jump off, but um, I think uh, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis they might get picked later or after uh, Stroud and Bryce Young. But depending on what teams they land on, they might turn out, you know, having more of a significant impact on their team. And then Bryson Young be the, be the disappointment. But I'm going to hop up here, man. And, uh, big thumbs up to the Fantasy Football Show and the rest of the chat. Appreciate you, pal. You too, Smitty. Uh, Heating says right, uh, they hated Danny Dimes and now he's worth $40 million. I don't know what that's referring to, but I mean, yeah, he's what a, what a what a what a nice chunk of change that guy reeled in. I I, I wish I wish more than anything that Dable would have ended up with AR fifteen. That would have been some something to watch because this guy this guy can take talent and mold it and sculpt it at the quarterback position better than anybody, and that would have been a very fun thing to watch. Um, okay, so thanks for bringing up Smitty because I, I mean I could have been wrong. Maybe I was thinking maybe there was more men that were busts on there than there were that were hits but uh, no, that was it my mem- I did yeah I, my memory was they were pretty much all they were great I didn't take anybody yeah. off I, I put X's on them if they so Trey Lance busted he has an X on it you know I, I didn't take anybody off that was the that was the actual movement list um let's see here so JSN we've talked about Bijan I mean there's not much to talk about with Bijan other than um, I don't think anybody is coming out of the NFL combine um, or, you know, essentially, uh, you know, the last couple months saying to themselves, oh, yeah, this guy didn't impress me. He's going to fall. The, the, his fall in, in potential projected ADP value or draft where he's going to get drafted in the NFL draft, it's fluctuating right now. It sucks because I think teams are very capable of reverting back to that running back just shouldn't be drafted higher no matter what mentality. But all it takes is one dancing partner, you know. So we are running the risk of this whole row we called Bijan row six through ten, the 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 four the the five picks in a row where Bijan could go, like this. I don't know, I don't know that this is that attractive of a, of a row anymore. Obviously, because the Lions got Monty, the Raiders franchise tagged. Um, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, the Falcons. I don't know if they know what they're doing. The fact that they won't even look at Lamar, won't even look at him. They won't even look at Lamar makes me question their ability to build, but we'll see. Bears, um, I think there's still a possibility here. Eagles, I don't know about this pick anymore. With the, I don't like Penny, but I think a lot of people expect him to get a real shot. So I don't know. I don't know where Bijan's going to go. I think it's more a matter of the the couple options that felt like locks are now now no longer locks. Um, I agree with whatever caller called in the other day. Um, I would I would I would take if I was the Cardinals, I wouldn't even mess around. I'd take Bijan at three overall. Would I trade down a little bit to try and gain some value somewhere? Probably. Um, I'd probably trade down to like eight. Because I feel like the Falcons are capable of taking Bijan. So I would look at this draft board and say no one's taking Bijan except for maybe like the riskiest place for me would be like starting here. So I would take this eight pick. I would trade the three down to the eight. The Falcons might want a quarterback anyway. Falcons, that would be a good trade for the Falcons. But if they love Ritter and they don't want to go after AR-15, this is a prediction for me. The Cardinals trade with the Falcons. The Falcons feel like the most likely to be like, okay, this is why we didn't go after Lamar, and I might apologize. 
I might say, I'm sorry, Falcons. I'll take a lap because I like AR-15. I like Bryce Young. I think AR-15 or Bryce Young in Atlanta would be fantastic. And this is this 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 Cardinal team is going to want out of this number three pick because if they're not going quarterback, this is the most valuable pick in the NFL draft right now. These teams, the Panthers could trade, uh, the Panthers could trade down or something, and so this could become val- the most valuable pick. But right now, the Texans aren't trading. The Panthers probably won't trade. They want their guy. The Cardinals are the highest draft pick willing to trade that could get into one of the top three quarterbacks. This is the hottest commodity in the NFL draft. And the, if the Cardinals sit on it, they're they're idiots. But they're going to probably trade down. But the Falcons, I could I could see this. Uh, New England, who knows? Who knows? What have been, like I if I'm if I'm the Patriots, I know you've got a lot invested in Mac Jones, but like. Like the Cardinals did when they had Josh Rosen. They just drafted Kyler Murray. They didn't care. One year later, they didn't care. They said, this is our guy. If I'm the Patriots, if I'm the... I hope it's not Tennessee, because I, I don't like that situation. I, I would love to see AR... Someone trade up at number three to take AR-15 and put him in a good spot. If he doesn't go oh, one or what two. Is, what is Tennessee going to do for their quarterback? My God, they... I think they're staying. They, they need something. They're standing <laughs> pat. I think with with Tannehill. Tannehill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, if, if you're Tennessee and you're starting Tannehill and you don't go after Lamar or something, then why on earth would you keep Derrick Henry? So that's why I think Derrick Henry is probably a very likely candidate to head to Buffalo still, or to head trade somewhere. Henry or get rid of. You know, draft a rookie run, or quarterback and trade Henry. Yeah, at some point you got to do something, right? Is this Corey talking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, you're live um, with Ron Navy, Corey, and myself. What do you want to add to the conversation, pal? So going back to the Falcons and the Cardinals trade, I really think that there's a very strong possibility that the Falcons will trade up to that number three spot. But instead of drafting the quarterback, I think that we'll end up getting that Anderson guy from Alabama. I can see that happening. Uh, that that would be that would be crazy. I th- that would be head scratchingly bad. I think. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. With with uh, the way I'm starting to see, you know us lack so much on pass rushers and we've I mean especially the past two years but prior to that man we've drafted uh, D-line for like three years straight and got all of them wrong so I'm pretty sure you know if we traded you know up in the draft I think that's probably what would, what would go down that's what I personally think yeah uh, Ryan says using that nickname is quite oh I already already pulled out of there sorry ryan i'm not trying to offend anybody i'm just using his nickname not to mention i i can't fit richardson on the line so i had to use his nickname but i i don't i don't i mean i don't i don't think anybody's intending to i mean anything bad by that how howie is unpredictable and with all eagles recent signings on d not needing o-line or wide receiver do you think now we're going after Bijan at 10 I mean, you still got some holes to fill, but but I, I do think Bijan is a difference maker for this team. And if the Eagles draft Bijan, thank you for your super chat, Matt. Thank you for your super chat, Ryan. Thank you, Heating. Thank you, Matt G. Again, thank you, Denny. Thank you, Rush Inclusion. Thank you, Dan Grimm. Thank you all for your super chats. Uh, I I think if, man, if if if, if the Bears take Bijan at four or at nine, 
or if the Eagles take Bijan at ten, that's such a big difference maker. Or JSN to the Bears at nine, that that's that's what's going to put these teams over the top. Like, and they're and they're fighting for that. They're, I believe, both of them. I think these are the top two teams in the NFC. I think it's the Eagles versus the Bears. I know a lot of Niner fans are going to be upset at me, but you got a quarterback disaster over in San Francisco and a coach that doesn't know what he's doing when he talks about quarterback personnel. This guy's absolute uh, uh, the worst at quarterback decision making. Kyle Shanahan. The, the, this right here, Bears Eagles are my top two NFC teams, and it's going to shock some people, and that's okay. That's why we play the game. Um, we got uh, the. They're going back to the Super Bowl. That, that very well could, obviously. But what what I was saying was, if if they take Bijan, that's that difference maker. Boom, they're the favorite by far. If the Bears take Bijan or JSN, then we got a two headed monster race between these two teams, and everyone's going to watch the Bears unleash holy hell on everybody. And the Eagles and Bears are the top two teams in the NFC. These are the top two teams in the NFC. Everyone's going to learn about it with the Bears, but everybody better accept it with the Eagles. And these cry Eagles, cry, cry babies out there. The people crying about crying about the Eagles are just, what do you, what do you, you guys are, you guys are looking at a, a, a team that's going to have a stronghold on the NFC championship appearance. Being in the NFC championship game probably three or four times out of the next five years. That's how strongly I feel about this team and the core of it. So it's going to be who's going to be in that that battle with them every single um, season over the next four or five years. The Eagles didn't. I love you see people say things like, oh, the Eagles are falling apart. You love to see it. Look, they're not falling apart at all. Like, what do you get out? Get over yourselves, Eagle haters. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Hey, people st- still doubting Jalen. Got, got a question. Do you think that the whole holdup with the Green Bay with Rodgers thing is over the number 13 uh, Jets pick. I, I kind of think it is. I think Green Bay wants that 13 pick, and I don't think the Jets want to give it up. But I think Green Bay holds the cards because Green Bay can say, fine, you don't want to give us the 13? Then you don't get Aaron Rodgers. And we're still going to go with our quarterback, and Aaron can either retire or he can – he can sit on the bench as a backup. Uh, a little, a, yeah, a I little. Think Aaron Rodgers has the word. I think he has a lot of say so in this as well. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Green Bay has a lot of balls like that. Well, here, here's here's what I think. I think there's part of everything that everyone's saying is going on. It's not at one or the other. There, there's a little bit of negotiation with the 13 pick. What I'm hearing though is the first rounder is conditional. Maybe they want. Uh, I, I don't think the 13 pick is a sticking point from what I'm hearing right now. They probably asked for it. The, the Jets are not giving it up, I don't think. Should they? If the if the Green Bay Packers had the balls to push it to that, I think they should give it up because they got to they gotta move on with this thing. But but at the same time, it sounds like it's con- a conditional first-rounder. The other hang-up, the main hang-up I'm hearing, Ron, is that it's about the compensation if Aaron Rodgers walks away after one year. And not to mention that they don't have to do it right now, so they're trying. Both sides are just trying to squeak out a little extra value in the trade, and so they're just kind of no one's rushing it. the The Packers de- need the second rounder that they're getting from the Jets in the twenty twenty three draft, and so I think ultimately the Packers are not going to call their bluff because they want the draft capital to spend right now. They also want Aaron Rodgers off the books. There's a lot of reasons that the the Packers need this to get done before the draft. 
Um, there's also a reason that they don't, though, because if Aaron Rodgers is cut or sorry traded after June one when the draft would be over, they don't take they can spread out the the dead cap hit of like forty. I want to say it's forty point three million that the the Green Bay Packers take if they trade them before June one. They take a forty point three million dead cap hit in twenty twenty three, which is a, a a burden. If they trade them after June one, and then the draft would be over, right? So they'd have to do a like a different trade. Uh, there would be it'd be divided into like fifteen mil and twenty four mil over two years. So it depends how the Packers want to take that hit. They may want to take it all in one lump sum, get it out of the way, have a growing pain year with with Jordan Love anyway, and then walk into twenty twenty four with a fresh you know financial book. Um, but but what I'm hearing to answer your question, what I'm hearing it's it's, it's about the compensation. If Rodgers walks away, the Jets want more in return, and it would be later picks in twenty five twenty four. It'd be later picks that they get back. Like I, I imagine, like a third or fourth rounder or something. If Aaron Rodgers stays for two years, then they don't get that. So that's what the hangup is is reportedly on. But you never know, bro. We could hear tomorrow because we don't hear the the details. We could hear tomorrow that the Jets are like, we're, we, or the Packers are like, we're taking the thirteen or we're not doing it at all. We could hear that. We could. It's certainly possible. That's what I would do. Um, but I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see here. What else have we got? Let's go. Let's go over to uh, the Bruce. The Bruce, you're live, pal. Hey, Smitty. Quick Brucey. question. Do you do you think the teams that need a quarterback and they think they're going to draft one? Do you think that they're counting in Lamar as a rookie, technically, even though he's one of the best? What do you mean? You mean is he like? Is he like someone that they're like? You know what? Instead of drafting the quarterback, we're just going to go for Lamar. Yeah. Bruce is loose. I think, Brucey, that you've got teams like the the Colts who are are in a quarterback positioning, right? But they're not in the top three. They're going to wait until the the Colts. I don't know how, how how many more times I can say this for people in comments that be like, Smitty, Colts aren't going to give up their or the Colts aren't going to trade their number four overall pick or relinquish the number four overall pick for Lamar I've already said that a thousand times the Colts are not going to uh put out an offer sheet on Lamar until after the NFL draft so that they can use this pick but if the Colts the Colts are I think going to be either out on Lamar before the draft and we're like all disappointed or they're going to wait they're going to wait and say to themselves okay let's see who falls and if it's Levis, and it's not AR-15, if it's not Bryce Young, then you've got uh, a situation where the Colts might trade down on the clock, or the Colts might not go quarterback on the clock, and then that's a tell that they're they're probably going to look to offer an offer sheet to Lamar after the NFL draft. So I, I what you're saying, I think, is, and I think I'm confirming that the teams like the Colts are looking at that potential situation. Texans, they, they I think they got their guy in mind. The Panthers, they got their guy in mind. It's just three, four territory where you have teams that are looking at Lamar. Maybe the Falcons could either trade into three or go get Lamar. They clearly don't want Lamar. Um, Titans might be considering trading up or going Lamar. We don't know. The New England Patriots, same thing. After the draft, of course. They don't want to surrender this 14 in that relinquishing of two first-round picks in exchange for an offer sheet on Lamar that gets rejected by the Baltimore Ravens and therefore the offer sheet's rejected. 
Lamar goes to the Tennessee Titans. The Titans relinquish their first and second or their first round pick in 2023 and 2024. They don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. New England doesn't want to do that. They want to get this draft out of the way. No one's even offering Lamar an offer sheet anyway. So no one's in a rush to say, oh, we got to do it before the draft. We got to unfortunately surrender this 14 overall pick because we're going to lose Lamar. Lamar's not going anywhere because Lamar doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have an agent. He look at and the best example, and we we heard this all over like NFL Network, and and it's all true. Like Odell Beckham Jr. was at these owner meetings with his agent, putting out this vibe that this guy's a uh, got a market for him. Unbelievable. What is Lamar doing? Literally sitting at home, addressing things on Twitter the best he can. I mean, in his defense, he is representing himself. He has no team to defend him so he does have to put these tweets out himself but it just looks like a a shoddy process where you question the guy's decision making ability when he thinks he can navigate a quarter uh, uh, a quarter billion dollar deal by himself like I don't know if anybody's watched like um what was that uh that that show on HBO with The Rock he played an agent or Ari Gold in, in Entourage like agents do a lot there's so much more than just being the person that takes your money. And it, it's like agents do things for you. You call them when you're in trouble. Like there's so much. Like someone like Odell. If you went to Odell and said, hey, Odell, why don't you become your own agent? Odell would be like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I want to focus on football and be me and let my agent take care of all that. We'll get a bigger contract so that it pays for my agent. Like, if you're Lamar, you walk in and say to somebody, this is what I would do. Lamar won't do it because Lamar won't say face. Or, or he, he, he won't, or he wants to say face. He doesn't want, he's too stubborn. But if I was Lamar, I'd walk into the, to whatever situation that you're going to walk into and say, the, the, the contract's going to be a little bit more because now I'm paying an agent. Fine, Lamar. Fine. Let's just get it done. That's what the Ravens would say. <laughs> we'll cover, well, how much are you paying your agent? What if we paid that? What if we up the contract so that that got paid? I don't understand it. But but yeah, Bruce, I think there are teams like the Colts later in the draft. The, the one, two, and whoever trades into the three pick, they won't they won't be going for Lamar. Uh, rush yeah, it. I didn't, yeah, like, I didn't know if they were going to uh, rush it or they are going to be like, you know what, we're going to consider him as a, as a rookie, but after the draft. Um, uh, Russian collusion. Appreciate your five dollar hauler, Smitty. How far from twenty k? I believe today we're at. Uh, what are we at today? I think we crossed a a, a little th- threshold barrier on the show here. We are at um, seventeen thousand nine hundred and one subscribers. So we we crossed over the seventeen point nine. So we're on our way to eighteen k. I imagine by the end of the month we'll be at eighteen k because we need a, a ninety nine more subscribers to get to eighteen k. And and quite honestly, I, I could see us easily 2.4 timesing this number at the current growth growth rate if we don't even grow faster. So we'll be at 40k by this time next year, hopefully on the channel is my my low ball pro- projection. But of course, we're going to shoot for the moon. We want to be at higher levels than that. We want to be at 25k by the start of the year. Um, so hit that subscribe button and let's let's grow this bad boy because I work for you. So essentially you guys are at 17.9k congratulations on that 
Okay, um, we got to get through these topics, so hang tight, callers, while I get... So, Bijan Robinson, we you know we don't know where he's going, but I'm going to say this right now, here and now. Bijan Robinson, to me, is going to be, and I know this is bold, and I know this is hard for a lot of people to, to, to comprehend and digest, but I believe he is going to be the number one or the number two overall scoring fantasy football running back in 2023. Yes, as a rookie, not rookie running back, Number one or number two overall running back. And we saw this progressing in Brees Hall. He was going to be, at the end of the year, even with a slow start through the first month of the season, Brees Hall, at the end of the year, at his pace he was going, was going to be the number one or number two overall running back at week 17's end, even with a slow start. So it, it, is, it shouldn't be shocking to anybody that Bijan's got this capability when he's thought to be the most generational running back to come out of college in the ne- in the last decade. In some would say the best prospect at the running back position to come out. Prospect, not the best running back ever. We've got debates for that. But 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 prospect wise, he's he's gonna he's he's completely generational. So um Bijan Robinson is by far my number one in rookie only drafts. Bijan Robinson is easily a first round draft pick in redraft formats and best ball formats. I would take him as high as I needed to take Bijan, but I also want to always be very, very um, careful and responsible to tell you guys to go draft him at six when you can trade down. Or if you've got two drafts side by side, you've got one six pick and one 11 pick. What's the harm in diversifying a little bit? What's the harm in going Cooper Cup in your six overall pick and going Bijan in the 11 spot in your other draft? diversification is good doesn't mean that I personally wouldn't go Bijan more times than not wherever I had to best ball you can't trade out of your draft slot so if I'm sitting at six or seven I'll take Bijan I could care less what people think it's the guy I want but if I'm in a draft where I can trade down I trade down because or if I'm drafting at number 12 or I'm sorry number number 14 and obviously, I got a little higher uh, first round pick, and I have to decide whether I go early or late on Bijan. If I think Bijan, who is falling to 12, 13, 14, 15 now in the best ball drafts, or he was before they closed down on Underdog, but Underdog's going to open up more stuff. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, link is in the description of every video. Use promo code Smitty or the link in every description, and Underdog will match up to $100 in your first deposit. But he was slipping. And he will continue to, I think, until the until draft day, and we know his landing spot, into the 12, 13, 14 range. So be smart and try and capitalize, because if you get Bijan as your second drafted player at 14 overall or 15 overall, you are su- in such better position to dominate and win your league because you're going to have a different wide receiver than you have down down lower if you do that. So Bijan, absolute monster. Let me get through these real quick, and then I'll open up the, the, the Q&A or the, the topics for everybody real quick. Charbonnet. Uh, landing spot's going to dictate how good he becomes. We can be as excited as we want about him, but if he lands in a crappy spot, who knows what's going to happen. He's probably a second-round player. It's probably going to be top of second. Um, could it be to the to the Bengals at, at pick, what, what do they have, uh, pick number 28? Sure, they could take him. Could the could the Philadelphia Eagles take Bijan, I'm sorry, take uh, Charbonnet at 30? They could, and he'd be an absolute monster, and he'd climb up everybody's board. But probably looking like he's going to be, if I had to guess, a second-round pick similar to where Javante went at the top of the second round. But this guy is impossible to tackle. And as much uh, kudos as I and 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 how much I pumped up uh, Bijan, 
I want to make sure I'm very, very clear that this guy could end up, could in the perfect spot be the best running back in the draft class. That's how much I love Charbonnet. Everything I just said about Bijan, the fact that I can even utter those words out of my mouth should let you know how important landing spot is and how good his talent is, Charbonnet. He's phenomenal. Absolute phenomenal uh, player. And, and harder to tackle than Derrick Henry. This is Nick Chubb meets Derrick Henry. If you have not watched Zach Charbonnet footage, go watch it now. Get Charbonnet. Get Charbonnet. A nice bottle of Charbonnet. I don't spend the time on this kind of graphic right here for my health. This is literally uh, me spending hours creating these things for you guys because I want you to understand how much I love this guy right here. And if he gets into the right spot, so landing spot will be crucial. And this guy's going to be so good. Uh, Gibbs, I love a lot. Came in a little shorter. Um, he's he's like 199 pounds. They say he's like 5'9", 5'10", obviously. So uh, he's, you know, he's short. He's shorter than we'd like. He's a little lighter than we'd like. But we've seen players at his stature survive. His landing spot will be a little more critical than we would have liked because of the size. But if he lands in the right spot, he could be he could be uh, Alvin Kamara in his prime. Alvin Kamara in his prime. Uh, other wide receivers: Addison, Quentin Johnston. Um, uh, these guys, uh, Zay Flowers' landing spot is going to be critical. Zay Flowers pre NFL draft, pre you know combines, pre everything. I had Zay Flowers physically. And, and just eyeball test my number one wide receiver. But but JSN's climbed right up there with him. JSN's got the momentum to probably translate a little better or faster. But it, it depends on landing spot. If, if Flowers goes to the Chargers, sky's the limit. And everyone's going to start loving him. If Flowers goes to Baltimore and Lamar's not even there, that's a situation when we're like, you know, son of a B. Son of a B. So Quentin Johnston going to at 12 to the Houston Texans while they draft, let's say, uh, Stroud or they get Bryce Young or whoever, that's a great spot for Quentin Johnston. So landing spot is critical for all these wide receivers. All right, um, let's go to uh, Jonathan. You got anything else you want to add before we jump off here? We've been live for almost two hours, so I'm probably going to go eat and then I'll be back later tonight for a live stream. Jonathan, you got 10, 10 seconds. Jonathan? Jonathan, you're on mute, probably. Maybe he fell asleep. Ron Navy with a $20 hauler. Smitty's uh, mom should call up Lamar's mom and show her how it's done. That's right. My mom can return a year-old piece of meat to the grocery store and tell them it tastes funny. And they'll, they'll, they'll give her the money back by the end of the, the conversation. Uh, maybe my mom does have a, a role in this. Uh, I hope Underdog does super flex or something. I'm uh, uh, something I'm lost without being able to draft. Yeah, they should have a super flex. And, and I'm hearing rumblings. There might be something going on. So hang, hang tight on, on that, Ron. And Ron, appreciate that that $20 hauler. I still, I got batteries. I got bad news. Uh, the rain machine is down and out. I got a new battery plugged in. And it's still not working. So um, I got to take it back to my brother. Put it in the lab. And we got to figure out if we can put a, a, a bigger motor on top of the battery upgrade that we have. So, Ron Navy, this one's for you, pal. Appreciate you dropping a $20 hauler on, on the channel here. Let's go to Ron Navy since Jonathan's sleeping. I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, what's up, Jonathan? What's up, bro? Sorry, man. I was talking to the wife whenever right. you were calling my name. and She was talking to me about something, so I got distracted there for a second. No problem, bro. What can we do for you? Uh, 20 seconds because no, I'm, I'm leaving. So to, I was just listening to all the 
So all the stuff you guys are talking about. But, you know, one thing that really I don't understand about, like, a lot of the analysts of fantasy and all these so-called experts, like, people forget how – I don't even know what subject you were just touching on because, like I said, I was a little distracted. But I'm going back to the Justin Fields situation. People forget how good this dude actually throws the damn ball. Like, everybody says that this dude is, like, he has no arm. He, you know, he's not a very good passer and all this and all that. But people forget, man, like how good he was when he played for Ohio and even whenever he played for the Georgia Bulldogs, which I don't even know if people even knew he was part of that team. You know, the dude was awesome. So, I mean, your intake about the Bears, you know, taking it to a whole nother level and then being a playoff team, I completely agree with you. I think DJ Moore is about to go to the moon. I mean, yep. I'm quite surprised that you don't have him in your moon man list as of yet, but I think you're – I think it's a it's a because his his ADP value is like fourth round right now. I mean, and he's his ceiling can be a, easily a top twelve wide receiver. I mean, look at the receivers that uh, Justin Fields threw to when he played in Ohio. I mean, look look at what they are now. You know, those dudes are studs. So I mean, I just think people are just sleeping on Justin to be honest. Yeah, I I like uh, I like Fields, um, and I admit I always I was a little skeptical of him coming out and. And this is the part where it's, you know, it's fantasy football. It's uh, no analyst is going to get everything right. And I think the best analyst, the person you want to follow is somebody that can change directions, adjust and adapt. And yeah, I do I call some rookies? Absolutely. Am I all over Brees Hall more than anybody? Damian Pierce? Absolutely. But was I skeptical on Garrett Wilson a little more than I should have been? Yeah. Was I skeptical on, on Fields a little more than I should have been? Absolutely. Uh, but but the the thing is, you adjust and adapt. That is a strength. It's not a weakness. It doesn't mean you're backtracking. A lot of people say, Smitty, you're backtracking on this now, huh? I see. No, that's called being a realist. It's called being a human being. It's it's called taking accountability. And it's, it's called rep, you know, recognizing when talent rises. And rookies aren't always easy to to see coming, even if you're the best scout in the world. The best scout in the world didn't see Tom Brady coming. The best scout in the world exactly. didn't yeah, see didn't see Kurt Warner coming. Kurt Warner, the only one that saw Kurt Warner coming was his coach. His own offensive coordinator didn't want him in the game when Trent Green went down. And you go watch that uh, that that movie about him. The what's it called? The uh, um, American Underdog. It's like just such yep. a great movie. But but so you know we we can't all be right on when we see guys rising up. But Fields is special. And Fields hey, did uh, so much on the ground and carried this team on his back so much so that he got hurt. And now he's being gifted the most upgraded team I've seen in a long time since the New York Jets in that one season with the draft, the free agency. The Jets turned their franchise around, but they didn't have a quarterback. The Bears are doing a similar job, near as good of a turnaround, and they've got the quarterback. So the Bears are taking everybody by storm, and everybody that's trashing the Bears, they're forgetting. They're running their mouth right now and forgetting they have the number nine overall pick. So what people say about the Bears right now is going to be different than what they say once they draft Bijan or Jackson Smith and Jigba, or even if they go defense and they and they they they, they take Charbonnet around two. I'll still be completely on board no matter what they're doing. They've already built a, a an absolute uh, conglomerate. Uh, Speaking about adapting and changes and all that, I know you were very high on ETN last year. You know, you, you know, you spoke a lot about him. But this year, I feel like you you've been kind of kind of quiet on the man. 
is there a reason behind that? Because I feel like I feel like his ceiling is actually higher this year than than anything. I li- I like him. I haven't put anything negative out on him. I haven't like pumped him up as like a moon man because he's already getting drafted really high. I think the concerns, if I was to be honest about concerns, because there are, is that this is a this is a running back by committee mentality that they've got there right now, and they've verbalized that they've shown that through uh, history, um, the staff specifically. So, like, I'm a little worried about that. But at the same time, this is Trevor Lawrence's guy. Um, he trusts him. The team trusts him. Um, he can be utilized in a way that even if he's not on the field first and second down all the time, actually that keeps him healthy. I don't think he should be on the field on first and second down every single time. I think that's frustrating from a fantasy perspective because we will see other players score touchdowns. And like Hasty breaking off that monster run right before ETN really got going and on his horse, it was like that was ETN's touchdown. That was ETN would have ran that the same way, probably faster, probably uh, quicker, stronger. And it's like you watch it and it's frustrating. So there's those concerns with ETN, but at the same time, the offense is on the up. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step forward. Um, they're going to spread the ball around a little more. Uh, and, and, and spread the field out, which is going to open up lanes. The A gap's a little bit more open. The B gap, the, the rushing lanes, the receiving lanes. The concern I have with the ETN is he's the best receiving back in his draft class, and he's a top five to seven receiving back at the National Football League level already, and they don't throw to him at all. They don't throw to him at all. They don't know, even attempt to throw talking. to him. I, I, so it concerns like me because, bro, the watch last year. If they threw, like, if they, I, I own him on Dynasty, and it was, it was frustrating to see that. It's like, dude, dude's wide open. Throw it to him. And if they, like, if they fed him sixty receptions a season, he would be a top five absolute running back lock. He'd be Austin Eckler. Like it's crazy, yeah, but fact. maybe they start throwing to him more. I certainly love him. You're not going to see me say he's a bust at all, bro. I just, but you're right. I haven't talked to him as much, but I felt like I had to like blow the whistle and and sound the alarm on him last year and i feel like everybody sees him coming but i love him i mean he's a third round baked in value player you know like that's that's completely um i think i hit the wrong button here uh, that's that's a that's a totally totally baked in value just you know third round like if you had to take him in the top of second that would be a little bit more red flaggish but i mean the fact that you could get him in the third round 3.4 3.5 3.2 3.8 just depends. That's great value. Uh, but I uh, appreciate you, pal. And uh, I got to jump. So call in tonight when we do Thanks, live, uh, live, private live draft for the Garrett Wilson jersey. Yes, sir. All right, later. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Corey, Good 10 night, seconds. Buddy. Corey. Okay, so I'm going to see this question tonight and then after the draft, too. Uh, Dynasty rookie draft. Who are you taking in what order? Johnston, Addison, Flowers, and Charbonnet. What's your rank? Charbonnet. And then I, not knowing landing spots, I'd probably go, probably go Zay Flowers on the upside of, of physical talent and just what I what my gut tells me about him. But Addison's landing spot could be way better than Zay's, and then I'll reassess and just know that I'll change directions. Quentin Johnson I like a lot, but I don't. he's a little raw for me. But I do think... He's got upside in the right spot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, Charbonnet for sure, and then the receivers for now, um, Zay, then Addison, then Johnson. Okay, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, Corey. Calling tonight. Later. Okay, bye. The Bruce. Oh no, I'm sorry. Rock out. Rock out.
you've been on hold for a little bit. Rock out. What can we do for you, bro? Not much. Um, what do you think about J.K. Dobbins if Lamar leave? Um, I mean, it could be a good thing in that, like, the vulturing is not as heavy duty, but, like, Huntley runs, too. So I don't know that it changed. I, I think, if anything, at the end of the day, when we talk about, like, Lamar going to the New York Jets, which he's not going to go to the New York Jets because Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. But before we talked about, what would that do for Brees Hall? And what I said was, and I think this is very, very, um, very, very true still today for me, is that you'd rather have the offense moving the chains and getting in the field, into, you know, into the scoring position, even if there's a expensive vulturing. You know what I mean? Like if you had no quarterback and you had to go with a Baker, or you had to go with someone like that, like who cares? At that point, your offense isn't moving the chains. Like, but Lamar might move the chains more. He might vulture, but at least you're in scoring position a lot. So Brees would be okay. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is way better than Lamar for Brees, but my point being that I don't know that J.K.'s better with Lamar gone because of the threat of vulturing with Lamar there. I think that they ran the ball a lot. I think J.K.'s biggest obstacle is staying healthy, and I and I won't bank on that. I won't bank on J.K. staying healthy. I like him a lot, but I he's always been a guy that I've thought is a very good talent, but... I think with that offense potentially folding, I don't know. And they're weird with the running back room. They, you know, maybe Munkin's different though. So I, I have a little hope that Munkin's going to do some good things. But, but that's if Lamar's there. If Lamar's not there, I don't know how it's going to work, bro. Yeah. Rock out. Appreciate you, man. Um, anything else you want to ask? Since you've been sitting on hold so long. And if um if the Saints don't really draft a running back and Jamal becomes a starter, uh, if Kamara gets uh, suspended, what do you think about Jamal Williams? I think Jamal could have ten touchdowns no matter what. He's just I think he's thought of as that touchdown specialist, and I think the Saints will feed him. I don't think Kamara is going to get the goal line work, but it doesn't mean Kamara is not a great value in round nine. Doesn't mean Camaro won't have eight touchdowns. Doesn't mean Camaro will do well at all. We don't. We don't know. He, he kind of dropped off last year, but was it situation? Was it? I mean, tough to say. I don't think Camaro. When I watch Camaro run, I'll say this: I didn't feel like he had lost a step or looked bad. I felt like he was, for some reason, not trusted. For some reason, they they rotated other running backs with him, even when he was on the field and capable and willing. Um, I don't know if there's something else going on. But I don't feel like his talent level has dropped yet. I think he's got one more year. I think he could be suspended for half a season or more or less. He could be suspended four to six games at the rate the NFL punishes players. So I love him in round nine. Absolute smash in round nine. And that's somebody that is very critical on Kamara you know, as a person. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm not here to, to judge that. I'm here to help you win a championship and not stand on my principle about it unless it's something way crazier than what he did which was bad but I'm, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna stand on a fighting principle here and say oh okay yeah don't draft him don't win your league he's sitting in round nine you know people can make their own decisions whether they want to personally draft him or not I I get it and respect it but I certainly am not gonna not tell people he's a steal you know um by the way we got rock out and Bruce on the phone at the same time are you guys gonna have like a snoring contest here who who could fall who could fall asleep faster if if we if we you know put a put put like a jersey on the line? 
Depends what. Ah, would all depend. <laughs> who could who could get knocked out quicker? Uh, hey, um, uh, rock out. You got anything else? Yeah. Um, where's your ideal spot for uh, Gibbs? I know I took him in the fifth round. Bengals at 28 or the uh, Eagles at 30. Those are my top two Demir Gibbs landing spots, I think, by far. I love those spots. Bears would be cool, too, but they're not. Where? How about fantasy-wise for Gibbs? Yeah, yeah, I'm picking that based on all that. So Philadelphia at 30, um, Cincinnati at 28. You know, KC, I don't know about because we always think it's a good location because it sounds good, but we never we never see what we want to see out of that. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not rooting for KC. Uh, Chargers would be a, if they got if they traded Eckler. I don't think they would take Gibbs at 21, but if they had the balls too, I would, I would really appreciate it and like it. But Gibbs is probably going to go no earlier than I think 27 to Buffalo, and I don't think he's going there. So he could be a second round pick. It'll be a steal in the second round, and maybe that, maybe a team like the Cardinals get him. A team like, you know, who knows? Because he's going to be at the top of round two with a lot, be, uh, a lot, you know, a lot potentially better options than if, if unless he lands in Cincy and in, in, in uh, Philly. New Orleans could take him if they expected bad things out of Camara's situation, but I don't think they do. Jimmy G and JSN, no, God, no, please don't put that out there in the. In the uh, in the ether, bro. Please, oh, God no, God no. Good lord. Way to end the show. Way to end the show. I know you were. I know you were calling somebody out. Whoever did it, Prime. Way to end the show. Oh, he's positive, Noah. Positive, Noah. No, bro. JSN to the oh, Raiders. Man. Give Jimmy G the weapons he deserves. Good lord, bro. Uh, no. <laughs> oh God. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Bruce, since I got you here, I got a real special, real special animation that I'm going to play for you. This has never been played before on the show. This is going to become a staple moving forward. Bruce, people are going to beg me. They're going to super chat me $10, $20 to say, can you play the Four Horsemen uh, video clip? Can you play the Four Horsemen video clip, please, Smitty? Here's $10. Take my money. Play it. Brucey, this is because of you. This name, this name was coined by the Bruce. I give you. The Four Horsemen. I give you the Four Horsemen. Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Gil Burrow, all from the 1.1 draft slot. The Four Horsemen. Ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up. Unbelievable. Best strategy from that 1.1 spot on the planet. Um, Hodge just stopped comparing guys to Camara. Dropping fire. The old Camara, bro. God, I can't imagine JSN to the Raiders. Oh my God, just cringe. Just striking through my body. Okay, uh, uh, Rock out. I appreciate your call tonight. I got I to gotta go. Thank you, pal. All right. Later. Uh, appreciate Bru- Bruce, appreciate you, man. Yep, appreciate you. All right, later. Four horsemen Later. out. Ron, final thoughts? Ronnie boy. You got me with my mouth while I was eating. <laughs> Let me get steak. Dinner. Steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes. 
steak. Yeah, steak with some onions and That's garlic. Ron eats his gourmet steak, and he's like a king. Uh, Ron, any final comments before we jump? We'll be back tonight to do a private Garrett Wilson jersey draft. I'm good, bro. Catch you later. All right, see you, Ron. Appreciate the super chat. Appreciate the support. See you later, pal. All right, bye. Enjoy your food. All right, uh, I'm out of here. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you on the flip side tonight. Being that flip side later. One more time. I give you the four horsemen. Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow, all from the 1.1 draft slot. The four horsemen ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up. Get your YouTube exclusive membership. I just pinned the link. $1.99 helps support the channel for a buck ninety-nine. A measly buck ninety-nine. You get the green name, all the emojis. Drop some emojis, people. Let people know what they're missing out on. Let's drop a Bijan emoji. Bijan emojis, let it rain. Four horsemen. Let it rain. I'm dropping the four horsemen emojis right now. Four horsemen. Here we go. Four horsemen emojis drop. Four horsemen. I got too many of them. It won't let me. Hold on. <laughs> I put like a hundred of them. There we go. Four horsemen. Boom. Look at those four horsemen right there. Oh, I put Bijan in there on accident. That's right. Where's Jamar? Let me redo that. Four horsemen. Emojis. Drop. Go. We can include Bijan. Bijan's got his own four horse, you know, four horsemen type of thing coming. All right. See you all later.